Oh, hell yeah, free shit! I kind of missed that. I kind of missed that. Day. Like when we used to call dicks Johnson. East, East of Eden killed it. Oh East yeah, jo the Johnny, the, the, the Johnny Steelers. Yeah, yeah. Because they keep call they kept saying Johnny the whole show, and it never stopped sounding weird. Yeah, it's man. That shows. That shows. Like it's interesting. Like I remember That's at the time bad. really liking it, and then like thinking about it years later, it's like, man, that was a weird one, wasn't it? And I've got like I've got like two t-shirts. I've got two t-shirts designed off of things from that oh, show. Weird. I've got the Noblesse Oblige uh logo. And I've got uh the Air King shirt, which I think came with the Eden of the East movies. Which weren't very good. Mm -hmm. Those movies Yeah, that's were... the thing. I liked the series. Yeah, the series was great. Kinda... Yeah. Whereas like, okay. I don't even think you know what you're trying to say anymore. Yeah, like it lost the plot <laughs> of what it was really going for. Just hey, here's more yeah, naked nerds. He's like, <laughs> all right. So we have a podcast to do, despite Rhett's best intentions uh, in, in wanting to completely, we? completely destroy it and nuke us off the face of the planet and alienate all of my friends. Um. So let's 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 go to a, let's go a different route and start on a better note, hopefully with with our good pal John. John, <laughs> hi, how you doing? What you been into? Please, um, please salvage this. Uh, I wanted to appreciate Rainiac saying Rhett just call him our iffy. <laughs> oh, oh no! <laughs> There's some layers to that you that I can appreciate. Into the volcano. You drop Moogie into the volcano. <laughs> Moogie into the volcano. Oh, it's really good. It's well instead of instead of calling mine iffy, I okay yeah. Taylor said calling mine. I was like yeah, calling mine sounds weird. Um, instead of being utterly cruel um, to iffy, I I've been playing Ease Seven. Oh hey, again. hey, that game that game's pretty good. And yeah, that's that's about my take on it. Seems pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty solid. So Polly, what are you up to? All right, <laughs> moving on. Um, well, this is gonna be a quick one. <laughs> I'm not. I don't. I don't think I'm gonna do the final word on this one because I just want to mention it because of E's nine. But mm -hmm. I'm, I I wanted to wrap up E seven before jumping into nine because otherwise I think my brain would break. Um, but I I dropped I I put it I didn't drop it I put it down um, when I got to the midway point where they're like okay now you're gonna go back to all the dungeons again which yeah. is the worst part. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's very no, long dungeons. No, <laughs> Great, Rhett, your murder will live in infamy. <laughs> so, uh, East Seven, you 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 stopped at about the point where the game gets kind of boring. Yes, that's oh, okay. the, that's the joke. I start I started near the top of November. Um, took a break, played a little bit more, then I took a break again for like a, a month and a half. Mm -hmm. Um, and now I'm jumped back in. I did three of the dungeons. Um, there's a big plot twist, and now I'm kind of back on back on board. That's a real good plot twist. 
That's a real good plot twist. It, it you don't expect is. that from Ease so much. Mm-hmm. You you don't really expect good plot twists from uh, from East prior to East Eight, I guess. Yes, East <clears throat> East Eight is the one where they got they figured out how to do like a really good story. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. and that's sort of that's sort of my crit criticism is that um, E Six Ease Oath Ease Origin mm-hmm. they are like punchy ten hour games. Yeah. Um, they are not very systemsy. They do not have crafting systems. They do not have um, a bunch of um, accessories to manage. You do not learn skills that you level up and equip. Um, I they mean, are. Go ahead. They don't have party members in the way this one does. They don't have party members. Like E seven is they really are like very. E seven yeah. really sets the st- stage for like every game that has followed it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and I love the flavor of E6 and E's Oath and E's Origin. And I like the flavor of the classic E's games too, which are also yeah. single player games mm-hmm. or single care party member games. Mm-hmm. Um, and E7 has to throw a lot of that in the toilet because they want to <laughs> blow up the stories that they're telling. They, ha- they want to make it more of a full RPG. And mm-hmm. in the process of doing that, you are naturally going to lose a lot of what made those earlier games unique. Yeah. Um, there's there's maps now. Um, you can see treasure chests and enemies on the map. You can oh, see, yeah. Like uh, they, they got into, like, you don't have to think at all while navigating uh, a Falcom game anymore. Yeah. Whereas previously, you'd had to think your way through all the dungeons and whatnot. And it was pretty satisfying. Um, so instead, it is... the The... The, you have a lot, way more healing items in, in bosses now, and the bosses are much longer, mm-hmm. um, which means that instead of fighting the boss several times and learning their patterns, um, so far for me, I've just kind of been mushing my way through them and just yeah. like, because I don't want to die and have to redo like a six or seven minute boss. Um, so I'm just going to spam healing items and do my best. That's kind of how, like, um, like I started playing that game vowing not to use healing items during bosses. And then when I realized, oh, these boss fights are going to be, like, five and six minutes long. And I am not going to want to read. Because, like, all the fights <laughs> are kind of, they're kind of scripted. Because they're always you're always going to, like, beat it up for a bit. It's going to go into the stun phase. You're going to do some damage. And then it'll get back up. And it'll be on part two. It's very much like... Uh, uh, Toho spell cards, kind of like the, the boss gets more complicated as it goes, and it, it always happens in these mm-hmm. big segments. Mm-hmm. And it's very different from bosses of the previous games, which you would have like their one pattern, and then you slam it out in a minute and a half, yeah. and the fight's over. Yeah, or you or you die, and then you have to redo it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like that. So there's a whole lot of stuff in... And also the game's like 20 hours long instead of 10. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot more words. There's a lot more talking, a lot more party members. And the talking um, and the words so, aren't maybe really that great. <laughs> and that's kind of the thing here, is that the reason Ease 8 lands so hard is because it has those storytelling yep. chops. Yeah. yeah. Because um, everything I just said, all of that applies to Ease 8. Ease 8 has crafting systems. Ease 8 has a, has map, has a detailed mini-map. Ease 8 has all this extra stuff that makes it feel less like Ease and more like Tails or Xenoblade or any other big mm. RPG I've played. Um, and, in, and, you know, that makes me a little, that makes me a little sad. 
Um, this game, I think one thing that's nice with E7 is it still has the fixed camera angles. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not up to the just full dual analog modern controls that E8 has. Yeah. That, that's nice. I like that. Um, so all that sounds pretty negative. Um, the, and that's, that was, that is the criticism is that the ease eight lands that story so hard, um, that I don't feel bad at all about them making those, making those changes and sacrifices. Cause you need to have those extra systems. If you want to play, you need to have multiple party members. If you want to play, play as Donna, you need to have all these extra systems for the, that island stuff to make sense. You have to, you have mm-hmm. to have a 40 hour game to make that, to land that story the way they want it to land. Um, yeah, and like East Eight but, is such a, it's a it's such a different approach to what East started as, which was here's an RPG you can play on your lunch break, which that's essentially where yeah. East started, and that's why yeah. those you know that's why those games were short, quick, and snappy. Um, and then like Seven and and Celseta were like really kind of planting the seeds for what they were really wanting to go for and evolve because this. It's ultimately Falcom needing to evolve with the times so that you know, they can appeal mm. to the mainstream a bit more. And, and East 8, definitely going to be a lot more uh, of an argument for that than, yeah. like, East 6. East 7. Yeah. yeah. I, wa- I wonder how many other and, and, East yeah. games you could beat while instead of playing East 8, because East 8 is, like, longer than all of them combined. Yeah. <laughs> you could probably yeah, play easy. them all. I think you could play one, two, six, and oath easy. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe one, two, six, oath in an origin. What, like two, like two storylines in origin. I think. Yeah. <laughs> um. So to me, this is sort of an uncomfortable middle, middle ground because it does not have mm-hmm. all the things I love about classic ease, which to me makes them more interesting as play experiences than eight. Um, or at least more um, unique, more feeling special. I feel, I feel like yeah. Ease 8 still... I don't want to undersell how solid Ease 8 is mm-hmm. at its mm-hmm. action, because, like, I, I told you, I play, I jumped into Tales, and I was like, wait a minute, is there just no way to actually avoid damage here? Is yeah. there no actual... There's no actual action oh, yeah. game here? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not an actual... Gonna... Yeah, it's not... There is no Ease here. Mm-hmm. East, 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 all the way up through 7 and 8, is an action game and has the chops of one. Mm-hmm. Um, I am confident I could play these games on the highest difficulty and they wouldn't devolve into bullshit, basically. Um, and versus, um, and that's not something I could say of Tales. So I feel like that's still very props-worthy of East yeah. 7 and East yes. 8. Um, but they still lose a lot of the character that you get from the older games. Um, when they move into something that is more like everything else. Um, and that's that's been the wall I've been working through with E7, is because mm. it is it loses a lot mm. of that yeah. while not being a really good story like E's eight. That's it's it's, it's still yeah. it's still just an yeah. old E's game. <laughs> that that's kind of the issue I saw after five having uh, when he tried to play um Salsetta and I think seven as well, is that when you mm. play eight and you have the fully developed picture, it's hard to go yeah. back. Because I played them... I, I played 7, like, years ago. Um, yeah. Long before I played 8. So, like, the the, the, the advancements that 
East 8 made felt natural to me, and I played them in the order where, like, that evolution occurred. So it felt natural, whereas going back, ooh, yeah, like, the writing chops aren't quite there, the action's not fully, like, it doesn't have the oomph you want yet. Hmm. He's the dragon warrior. He has to find the five dragon oh, gods. I forgot about the land. <laughs> I forgot how like in it's... your face chosen hero that game oh, was. Oh yeah, it's so rote. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Polly, yeah, you played it, 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 on it, the PSP, right? I yeah, I played through this on the PSP. Uh, like when way. it was actually new. Yeah, when it was, it was crazy. close to new. Uh, I remember Iffy hitting me up and saying that it was good, and I had a PSP, and I was playing literally nothing else on my PSP at yeah. the time, so it basically became my Fantasy Star Portable 2 slash E7 nice. system. Nice. Mm. I remember you comparing with Secret of Mana. Secret of Mana like, hey, is what I would like compare Secret of Mana, except it doesn't play like shit. Yeah, yeah, that's that is exactly how I still feel about East Seven too. Is that it's got this all the story writing chops of Secret of Mana, of Secret of Mana. <laughs> the the one twist in this one is still pretty good. Though. It's still good. Yes, um, but uh, yeah, but like it has all the gameplay chops uh, of a really good action game, which fucking Secret of Mana just no, sorry. Does not. Does not. God, is Trials of Mana just like, just this then? Is the Trials of Mana remake just like, kind of like E7? That's kind of what the vibe I get looking at it. I mean, it look, I, hmm. Yeah, Trials of Mana. Trials of Mana is weird. Like, I go back and forth on maybe I want to play that, because I kind of like what it's doing. Mm Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It still seems a little more systemsy and involved than I want to bother with. That I, I never liked Seeking Densetsu Three that much anyway. Secret of Evermore yeah. was the better game. Naturally, of course, the the the, the three best mana games. <laughs> I'm not uh, saying Fantasy that Adventure. to be an asshole either. I'm not saying that to be an asshole. I legitimately love Secret of Evermore. <laughs> I love Secret of Evermore. <laughs> I played I played a big chunk of Secret of Evermore and thought it felt great. Um mm-hmm. uh but yeah, the three obviously the three best mana games, Final Fantasy Adventure, Secret of Evermore, and Legend of Mana. Mm. <laughs> the definitive list. I'm not wrong, right? <laughs> no. No. Not at all. <laughs> Thank you. So that that's sort of my E7 journey said um when I was in the in the the doldrums of redoing those dungeons. Mm-hmm. Um they're, they're different dungeons, but the way it is is that you have like four dungeons that you go through to collect four rocks or I don't even remember what it was you collect four of something um and then at the and then you hit a halfway point and then some stuff happens and it's cool and then it's like okay actually at the end of each of those dungeons you can sing us recite a poem and then it teleports you to a new extended version of the dungeon yeah <laughs> and you go to four more dungeons to do that and I think they reset your That's fast like, travel oof. points mm-hmm. to make you do the world map again yeah, they but do. They, they, um, they, they but disable them for a bit. Paths through the... Yeah. yeah. You have to take alternate paths through the world map, though. Yeah. But you, um, so again, you don't... Bad. You maybe know... I think how it's actually handled isn't that bad, but you don't know that they have those conveniences mm. when it hits you with it, mm. and it just seems like it's going to be much more yeah. of a slog than it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I'm I'm gonna wrap that one up probably in the next couple days. Nice. Yeah. Um, I think then, you're pretty close given uh, yeah you know the, the story beat you just hit. Oh yeah, I mean, so I'm excited, um, and I'm excited, and again, I've been sitting on it for three months, so it'll be satisfying. No, four months. <laughs> four. Just, yeah. It'll be satisfying to wrap it up. Um, and there's one other game I want to talk about. Go for it. Um, so last last week, last time I talked about Doom and Doom episode mm. one through four. Mm-hmm. Um, and since then, I've completed all of Doom two. Hell on Earth. Oh. It's a game that, in retrospect, um, I'm just not as big on as most people. Oh, interesting. You have opinions about Doom 2 I have, versus Doom 1. I have Doom opinions, John. Guess what? The whole internet has opinion, has Doom 1 versus Doom 2 opinions, <laughs> oh, and I have been drowning God. in them for about 10 years from afar. I'm just like, oh, interesting. Oh, okay. That's something it's, I will wade into. And I'm just like, so now I'm just like... Taylor's like, Polly likes OG Dick Doom 3. swinging around like, I'ma tell my thoughts. I just jumped in and I've got thoughts about Doom 1 versus Doom 2. Um. Taylor's like, Polly enjoys OG Doom 3. Polly, You're goddamn right I do. I literally played that. Out. I literally played that again two years ago. Fuck the BFG edition. Yeah. <laughs> Um, people have opinions about Doom Three. Did you know it? Oh my God! Yeah, they got people have opinions about uh, Doom, people, Doom Three. Even Fi- I know <laughs> Doom Three, Final Fantasy Thirteen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, it's just a whole slew people, of opinions. People have the most opinions on Doom Three. Oh God, they do. It's funny because I think I've gone through a lot of the big franchises, so I don't have it this as often. Where it's like I'm mm. jumping into a franchise that a lot of people are very familiar with and just like now i'm gonna offer my like i like before like six years ago i'd be like oh i played majora's mask for the first time here's my opinion and wade into like this decades-long discourse but i don't get that as much with smaller game with uh, smaller games um so now i can just be like oh fine now i can have my and i can now i can be part of this you can you Um, get to be engaged you get to participate Okay, now, John, you have I to know. make a 50-minute YouTube video discussing Doom 1 and 2 like nobody has ever done it before. And how that compares to Persona 5. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> oh, my God. Just No, I need to do a three-and-a-half-hour video going through the whole Doom series comparing each yeah. game. Yeah! Unedited, just like... Oh, just God! Like reading Dream and, like, consciousness. make mouth noises. Um, Doom ASMR. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, the the here is my picture of the Doom experience. Um, is that Doom One is more smart and atmospheric, and then Doom Two got more bogged down in big combat stuff mm-hmm. and was less focused on the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know how completely that comes across while playing the game. I know that I, it was in my brain, and I think I projected some of that discourse onto the game experience of playing the games. I think it holds up. I think that read holds up. Um, because Doom 1, I was just kind of experiencing the maps and just sort of in being in those spaces and exploring them as labyrinths more than anything. Mm-hmm. And then Doom 2, there were a lot of levels where I was just like, scripting my way through 
these murder ballets yeah. of like, okay, I need to go here. I need to get this weapon so I can shoot this guy. And I can get this weapon. And then here's the key. Got to get this. Got to go here. And it's very um, much, it feels much more gamey. It feels much more. Yeah, that's kind of where I was at on it. It's very much gamey. Yeah. Oh, but we're gamers like... here. Yeah, we we are. We have the hats. To we prove are all. It. We are all gamers. We've all got those <laughs> yeah. hats on. Um. <laughs> it's so dumb. Um. It's such a dumb joke. <laughs> we're all committing so hard. <laughs> um. So I think that read basically holds up is that Doom 2, um, and it's weird because I did Doom Episode 4 first, which is just this energy very concentrated. Mm -hmm. Like Doom mm -hmm. Episode 4 is like you go in and then the first map in Doom Episode 4 is this extremely small, dense, densely packed map where it's like, oh, now you're fighting four Barons of Hells <laughs> that teleported in. <laughs> which, the, which the base game would never do that. No, um, no. You would never be scripting your path along and then relying on um, relying on enemy infighting. Like, okay, I don't have enough. Even doing pistol starts like I did on a lot of episodes in that in the in the regular difficulty. Um, obviously, in ultra violence and whatnot, I'm sure this pumps up a lot and you're doing a lot more of this stuff. But yeah, that's you the, have to because the enemy the counts difficulty. are higher. Um, so. <clears throat> yeah, that's the higher difficulty. That makes sense. But in the base game Doom it seemed much more about um, kind of just exploring mazes and playing carefully so you don't die. And if you do that, then you're probably going to be fine. Yeah. Um, and then Doom 2, it's like, if you walk forward too quickly in this area, you will immediately die. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, yeah, there are a lot of maps that just start with enemies right in front of you, and you have to script oh, around that. Um, there's a whole lot of maps about navigating your way around lava on the ground um, and rationing out your um, your suits. lava suits, yeah. which the first game barely, um, only dipped into near the end. Mm -hmm. This um, this the way you talk about this kind of reminds me of Dark Souls Two. Oh God! <laughs> oh, where it's just like, hey, more enemies, more you know, monster closets. Oh, hey, now there's like ten of this enemy. No! Doom 2. Apollo's. Oh, God. Doom 2. Polly, the... you're the one who. Doom 2 is the Dark Souls. Who... Doom 2 is Dark the Dark Souls. Dark Souls 2. I fucking can't. <laughs> I'm so, that, 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 I think that comparison just hit really hard, Red. Oh, man. I... I'm just dropping bombs all over tonight. God, you were just on a fucking I I roll. I Dark Souls 2, so that's not hitting me as. Yep. Whew. Um, I mean, Dark so, Souls Two is a game where you will like, you will walk forward and take like a a one foot fall drop, just so you can't go back, <laughs> and then spawn like twenty enemies. Yeah. <laughs> so you could just run out of that room if you could just take that one step up, but they won't. And you no, just, you get pounded and die. <laughs> God. So when you say like starts Doom map two. with enemy in front of you, it's just like yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the thing, is that Doom 2 feels trolly. It feels yeah. like it's messing yeah, yep. with you. Okay, yep, yep. <laughs> this is all tracking. In a very gamey way. Mm -hmm. um, there's one There's one map where 
the whole room is stuffed with explosive barrels <laughs> and then a giant enemy spawns behind you. And the only way to survive it is to run forward into a very specific spot yeah. and shoot the barrels <laughs> so that you can kill the enemy without exploding yourself. And you have, and the only way to figure that out is to die like ten times while you figure it out. Uh, and then there's a lot of level after that, too. Yep. Um, and there's one level called Chasm where you're walking across like two pixel wide oh, fridges. Fuck, that's shit. That's just so terrible. I think it's... I think you posted a picture of that one, and I'm yeah, just right? like, well, those are walls. You don't actually walk on that, right? <laughs> oh, no, you walk on that for sure. Oh, my God, that's crazy. Um, um, there's a level called um, The Pit, which is just, like, extremely... You immediately surround, you spawn in the center of a pit surrounded by lava and enemies. Um, there's a level called Tricks and Traps. Oh, yeah, that one. Um, where you walk into one room and there are 30 barons of hells and a cyber demon <laughs> who is the the, the bo- final bosses of the first and second game, respectively. First and second episodes, respectively. Um, I, ju- I just want to point out there's a level called The Pit in Dark Souls 2. <laughs> yep! <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will stop. Um, so I, I think this game starts stop. out... <laughs> so I think this game starts out bad. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think the, the first two arcs are very tediously um they don't have a lot of new enemies and they look the same as doom one levels yeah Mm. um you're like cyber um hallways basically and it's there's not really a lot it feels like an expansion pack and i'm like oh fuck this is what i was worried doom 2 would be um and then near the end of that they introduced a couple new enemies they introduced the super shotgun which which was really nice after episode four because (laughs) episode four Makes you fight a lot of really big, strong enemies, but you have the same weapons you always do. Yeah. Um, this is smart, I think. Doom 2 introduces a lot more enemies that are a lot more lethal and take a lot more damage. Mm-hmm. But in turn, it makes you a lot more lethal by giving you the super shotgun. Yeah. Which deals, like, close to a rocket launcher's worth of damage. Yeah. If you get up if close you get right in there, girl, with it. <laughs> yeah, and it feels real good, huh? Oh, it absolutely <laughs> does! feels real good um but then you so after the first two little arcs you get to um earth and you are exploring earth buildings that have been infected by hell yeah so there's a level called downtown downtown like a city block Mm -hmm. um and it's surrounded by buildings and you can actually go in and explore most of the buildings. And a lot of them have important doodads. And then there's a bunch of like really strong enemies circling around. And there's teleporters. And it's really mazy and interesting and layered. Um, and I spent probably an hour and a half learning that one map. <laughs> and and the weird thing is that a lot of those... Also, the levels are much longer here than in Doom 1. Um, a lot of them are pushing like 12 minutes. Yeah. Um, there's, even there's, after you know your way through. Yeah, there's not a lot of small... Like, the only maps that are small are just intensely lethal. Um. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and a couple of those are fun. I like the one that introduces the two new enemies. Mm-hmm. Um, it's cute. Um so, oh, this, the new enemies are pretty. They're they're very special. They're, 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 I love the remnants. They're very good. Um, and then they just introduce a handful of enemies that again fit into that kind of trolley mindset. There's the pain elementals, which just spawn other enemies <laughs> in a game where you have limited ammunition. Right, it's fantastic. <laughs> like imagine just a Resident Evil enemy that just shoots out <laughs> zombies at you. 
Like that's how <laughs> it on. feels. Cause yeah, go ahead, Brett. Well, they're they're writing that down right now. Actually, writing it down. Like, oh, that's a good one. <laughs> what what if nine foot tall witch lady just spit zombies at you? <laughs> what if she just vomited um, zombies? Be great. Oh my god, the pain. <laughs> So there, and then so there's they they do a great job at making enemies that the second they appear you are terrified and you're <laughs> scrambling to make them go away as quickly as possible yes. or run away because um, if you if you trigger the pain elementals if you get them active and then run away they will just keep spawning yep, more lost they souls just keep and then you oh no and then you will walk back to that room later and there will be three thirty lost souls waiting for you. <laughs> I, I think I think the original version of the game limited them to sixteen. Uh, I know Doom. <laughs> I know Doom sixty four limits them to like eight. Um, but yeah, uh, like it's still a lot yeah, of lost souls. That's a lot of lost souls. Lost souls are annoying little skull fuckers that run around and like they just <laughs> zoom at you really fast and are very good at throwing off your aim and they hit you and do ten damage and they do it very quickly. It sucks. And they take like two and they take two or three shotgun blasts to kill. Yeah, like they, they are. They don't just, even die instantly. They're a terrible enemy. You mostly they're probably fuckers. want to you want to deal with them with <laughs> chain gun mostly because it will stun them, so you can keep their hitbox from being active. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's and then there's a very long epic giant level called the the factory mm-hmm. um, and that was again I took like an hour and a half learning that level because the, the way I did it I did the same way as Doom 1 where I just did it without quick save so if I could make it through the level on my first try I'll, I'll take the win but otherwise I have to learn it from a pistol start and it's and which gets you very close to the level mm. um and whew, I, I remember thinking several times, like, boy, I'd really like to just make it through this next one. Boy, I'd re-. it gets you real tense going through a level for the first time. Um, and then a, a crusher will fucking a, a, the ceiling will just fall down and kill you. It <laughs> um, <laughs> happens more in this game than it did in Doom One. Yep. Um, and ultimately, you go back to hell itself. And it's a kind of a new vision of hell in the first game. And it's one that I quite liked. Mm. Um, so basically, the first 10 eps, uh, levels or so were, I thought, pretty shitty. Um, mostly because of the way they just did not expand Doom thematically at all. Um, they don't have new enemies. They don't have, for the most part, they don't have new enemies. They're, it's very similar locations. And they don't feel as ambient and strong they don't feel strong in the ways that doom one's levels did and sometimes they would just fucking troll you and it would really irritate me because i wasn't bought into the game yet yeah yeah i see that mm. you can thank american mcgee for that and then after that maps i think the game terrible <laughs> yeah he he made most of the maps in the first two arcs yeah huh. it really um, explains it when you go look and you see his name by like 40 percent of the game like oh, it makes sense. Mostly in the mostly in that first chunk. Oh yeah, the first um, chunk is once it gets rough. back to being, it's real rough. Once it get back to being um, mostly Peterson and Romero, mm-hmm. um, I I can't speak much to the, the levels things. Like again, I'm I'm basing almost everything off of hearsay. It's like oh, Romero makes um, tight video ge- tight good levels, but they don't have the same like wild expressive loose edge as. 
Peterson or Tom Hall levels, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'll play these levels and I'll think about that, I guess. Um, and I guess that makes sense. I guess that that Romero makes like really tight feeding into each other levels, like the first episode of Doom. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Peterson and Hall get a lot looser and weirder. Um, in ways I quite liked in the first game. Like, I, I, I've heard people say that the first episode is the best part of Doom 1, and that wasn't the case for me. To me, that first episode felt like a tutorial for the places that the second two would go to. Um, I think it is excellent. I think it is, I think it is a master class in level design, uh, but I don't think that it's... Oh, for sure. The, I don't think that it's the best part of Doom 1. Yeah, if, I, if I'd wrapped it up there, I wouldn't have been kind of satisfied I yeah because yeah. it doesn't feel like it, ex- it it's um i my, my brain always goes to link to the past where we have the light world dungeons and then you get to the dark world dungeons and shit gets like weirder weird and, and off kilter and you got to think a whole lot differently yeah. you're carrying two or three keys around instead of only ever carrying one key mm-hmm. um so that that progression that's sort of my touchstone for that right and it feels to me like episodes two and three or you get the dark world dungeons basically um and i like that yeah. they're still a lot shorter and a lot less mean <laughs> than doom two <laughs> levels so my my sweet spot is probably those those two episodes is probably episodes two and three and then i know for some people it's it's doom two where it's a lot more combat gauntlet yeah a lot more you are thinking about this as a game and engaging it as a video game challenge yeah and then for some people, it's Doom one, Episode 1, where they just really like those little cool deathmatch maps. Um, but again, but yeah. Basically, once I got past that first arc, I thought Doom 2 became pretty good. Um, like, I started really enjoying engaging with it on that level because it was presenting levels that were completely unlike anything in Doom 1. Mm-hmm. I think Downtown and the Factory are completely unlike anything in Doom 1. Um, and when you get to hell, it's scary in a new, interesting way. And I think those last two big episodes, um, the spirit world and the living end, Mm. um, are just fantastic. Absolutely. Um, I had so much fun learning those levels and they felt like big, dramatic, formal conclusions to doom in a way that I don't think the first game ever really gets to. Hmm. Um, because it doesn't it doesn't want to be the big dense video game challenge um, so it doesn't you, you're not going to be spending an hour learning a level in Doom 1 for the most part playing on the regular difficulty mm-hmm. and because Doom 2 made me do that um, I was able to kind of engage with it in a different way and it feels more epic than the first game I think because of that because uh, it's long and the maps are big and the maps are the maps are tall. Um, there are maps where you fall can fall like like ten stories. Um, the start of the living end, um, you're getting pelted at by revenants from one side, and then you have to make it through this very dense chain gunner gauntlet, and then walk along a wall on tiny stairs as Baron of Hell's fire at you. And if you fall down, you fall like like ten stories. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it feels so big and climactic yeah um and when you get through that gauntlet of revenants and then the, i think a cyber demon at the end and it's like oh fuck okay i did it <laughs> um 
And I think the two game I'm really so basically what I'm saying is that I'm really glad I played Doom Two. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that the read on it being the dumber game makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably and the worst game I think makes sense to me, but. I think that this was a more satisfying exit point than if I just had stopped after Inferno. Um, because I, I feel like I've kind of sucked the marrow out of these systems now in yeah. a way I didn't before. Um, and yeah. those last levels are so fucking cool. <laughs> They're yeah. so dope. <laughs> Icon of sin, baby. Um, the... Okay, I, yeah, then there's also a really dumb... It's really stupid. Final boss. It's really it's stupid. So dumb. The, the Rhett, the I don't know if you played it, but the final boss just constantly spawns all the enemies in the game. Um, mm-hmm. and the way you 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 kill it is to stand on a pillar, and then the pillar slowly raises, and then the the, the bottom final boss is just a big wall, and it has a little hole in its head with, with exposed brain tissue, and you have to time it as the elevator is rising, you and fire a rocket so that it goes right into that hole. <laughs> it's it's like gotta this, be perfect. This, like, it's like this three, five frame oh window. God. Yeah, it's, 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 it's ridiculous. It's, it's the first Star Wars. And it's... And, yes, and of course exactly. you know that, you like, three times. the rockets are being attracted to... Uh, an instance of, of of John Romero's head behind. That's the, the part boss. I knew about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. is that the, the actual hitbox is actually his head? Oh, I forgot <laughs> about that. Um, so I had a fucking blast, and I keep kind of wanting to boot up more Doom, <laughs> but I was like, okay, well, no, but there's no more Doom. You have, you have no more Doom. Yeah, there's there's none. Um, there's no more Doom. Yeah, I'm out. Um, I'm not going to play Final Doom for at least like. A year, because yeah. otherwise I will. So get I'm so confused. Throw, throw controller through my screen. I thought Final Doom was Episode Four. No. Mm-mm. Uh, that's that's Ultimate Doom. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. <laughs> and then Last Doom is something else. Uh. No, that's that's a joke. <laughs> um, Ultimate Doom. Ultimate Doom is just a re-release of Doom One, but with um, Episode Four. Yeah. Final Doom is two. 32 level um, oh, right. Those... Fan, fan games. Yeah. Like, um, it bought the them TNT... and then sold them. <laughs> yeah. TNT Evolution and the Plutonia Experiment. Yeah. And it kind of sounds like if Doom 2 and Episode 4 are like lost levels, then Plutonia Experiment mm-hmm. is more like I want to be the guy. I want to be the guy slash just Kaiser oh, shit. Like, even the first level of Plutonia is just like, oh my god. <laughs> Was just there like, something about press a button and then a door opens behind you with three chain gunners and they insta kill you? <laughs> yeah, it's great. great. It's fantastic. Was there something notable about was... who developed those? Uh, just I, that I they were big. Realms. They were just big modders uh, at the time no. uh, that made. Okay, those. so it's not like. I know that some people, some people in the Doom community, obviously did go on to do big uh, map design stuff at Epic and and 3D Realms and the like. Okay. No, yeah. Mm. The, the, I, I the, think I was getting confused with Half Life, where one of those mods was made by Gearbox, who you know went on to do. Other no, that things. would be oh. yeah, yeah. But but like the Doom, the Doom community and Doom map making in general turned out a lot of game designers. Like it got yeah. a lot of people in the door uh, in a way that cool. I don't think anything else has. 
Um, and having played with those tools myself uh, and made like three-fourths of a level before I changed computers and forgot to move it over, um, that, that, like that stuff is actually really intuitive in the ways that it works, but also the limitations that you have to work within are very complicated. Mm. Like, like you have to kind of be smart to kind of design around those limitations and still make something good. And it's just like, I admire that. <laughs> mm-hmm. John, you should play that. A little bit was, yeah. yeah. Isn't ahead, there right? like, there's that Sonic the Hedgehog? Doing oh my God. Uh, there's like a Super Mario RPG. Oh my God. There's two of them. Yeah, Sonic Robo Blast Two is technically a Doom that's, mod, which blows my mind. That's the one. Yeah, yep. in, in yep. development for like over a decade that, but... or something. Yeah, it looks wild. Um, yeah, that, that's honestly a big part of my engaging with this is because the the fan wad community is so interesting. Yeah, and wow, it's it never is going to stop sucking that it's called that they're called wads. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just a wad of data. Uh huh. And then the big levels are co- the big ma- the collection megawatt p wads <laughs> p wads. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, John, you bought That's you bought bad. you bought Wolfenstein. <laughs> I saw you you bought uh, the Wolfenstein. I did get yeah. Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein's not as exciting as Doom. I think you're gonna find it's just like, hey man, you like mazes with guys in them. <laughs> I think that's I mean, fun. That's that I think play. that's fun in two-hour bursts when you stream it, but I don't want to play it on well, my lonesome anymore. John's like, there's no sounds, more Doom. Um, I have to go back. <laughs> I have to go. We have to go back. God, we just <laughs> we pull. I think that like of all pop culture references, I think that's the one we pull the most. <laughs> we have to go back, Kate. <laughs> Eventually. Eventually, John's just going to be playing Faceball 2000 there you online. Go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I actually talked to Wuzzy about it because I was like, hey, should I play the, the GZ Doom wad, mod of Wolfenstein or um, classic DOS version? And the thought was like, well, I kind of look at Wolfenstein as sort of plotting survival horror game, basically. Mm. Um, which Doom has a lot of that energy, yeah. I think. Um, especially in the first episode. And I think I can imagine enjoying OG Wolfenstein in that way. It's like, okay, I'm just going to play this as a slow, scary maze game. Sure. Um, even though by by the standards of the day, I guess in a lot of ways it was like very pulse pumping. Well, it's very hard. Um, like enemies, and like when you get shot, it's like, oh, they're doing gun damage. Like it's not just like, oh, I got shot <laughs> and it did three damage. No, like they shoot you and like, well, there went 67% of my health. Jesus Christ! Yeah, like yeah. It, it's 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 based on how close they are to you. Like if they they're closer, they're accurate and it's more lethal. But if they're farther away and they hit you, like you could get away with like maybe seven to ten damage. Okay, um, but they basically just shoot thing- instantly when they see you. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, they just shoot. Yeah, but they also call. But they, but it's telegraphed. Like they'll 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 scream out in German mm. when they see you. Okay. Oh, yeah, you get used to that in Doom. Oh, dog! Especially in Doom 2, where they have the chain gunners, because you you have to divide the map out into lines of sight in your head. (laughs) Yep! And figure out what the safe spots are. Um, So I I, I can imagine enjoying that. And also I can imagine enjoying that because um, I only want to play... I I deeply enjoy playing first-person shooters that I can play with a controller. Right, right. And not have to futz with dual analog. (laughs) 
Um, that is very pleasing to me. Doom mm. feels so fucking good. That's just to bizarre on to me. On my couch. That's just bizarre to me. I could never imagine playing. <laughs> like I play, I tried to play Doom on a controller uh, in the PS One days, and I was like, boy, let me tell you, that was miserable. Mm. Mm. Uh, feels real good to me, and I made it through the whole game. So. No. <laughs> And that's like um, even like so the PlayStation the PlayStation version even makes concessions. It like lowers enemy aggression so that they actually wait to fire at you. And it's just like this games were still annoying to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I turned the sensitivity up pretty high so I could spin around pretty quick. That's good. Um, I got it made it a little bit more sensitive as I progressed. So right. Yeah. I got you, used to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So that I, I can very I can see the spinning out into like a classic DOS journey. Mm. Um, maybe playing more. Like I was watching Murray, Murray on your stream. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I could, I could go, I could, I could go for more of this kind of game. I just like games uh, where you collect stuff, and it's just, it's just points. But there's, just, you see those points add up, and you see like it leaves little numbers behind on the screen. Feels real they, good, and they flash for a few seconds. It's like, man, I did get 500 points 700 times, didn't I? <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then you can walk by, and it's like, oh, that map, that wall looks suspicious. And then you walk and you into walk it, and, and it's a secret wall. It's so stupid, yeah! I can't believe I 100% of yeah! that game. Yeah! I 100% of that game without trying. It was good. It was good times. You absolutely did. Nice. You, played, you played thoughtfully. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could also see this it just a general first-person shooter journey. Mm. Um, so we'll see. I, I'm really glad to have spent literally 35 hours <laughs> in Doom. <laughs> That's a lot the of last couple last month so it was a lot of fucking doom it's a lot it, but hey like you're spending time in a good place i think most mostly absolutely and good fucking games good good i'm done games. what's my what no in my section nice Rhett. hello hey hello Rhett. hey sexy how's it going so there, there was a transition here before john talked about doom for an hour mm-hmm I've also been playing an East game. <laughs> oh, you've been playing an East game, have you? Yeah. This brand new one came out this week, and all what? three of us bought it. Yeah. Wow, yeah, like, my, I look at it, mine's sitting over there, and, uh, yeah, and, and John has one sitting. Now, I, I understand why John isn't playing it, because yeah, yeah. he has to finish seven first. That's his punishment for being a lazy boy. Yes, he's being punished. He started mm-hmm. it in November. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's February. He still didn't finish it. Um, E's nine, Monstrum Knox. Hey, that's a man. That's a game I haven't played yet. <laughs> so I'm not sure how much I should say about it. No, go ahead. I'm, go on. Go ahead and have at it. Like, lead this discussion. Like, like I'm interested. Mm, Let's talk about it. It's just hard because we can't have like a back and forth. It's just me like putting my view out there. Well, um, I, I game... value your opinions as a as a gamer, yeah. as a gamer, as a fellow gamer, as, a, yeah. <laughs> as, as fellow gamers. I value the your gamer. I value your gamer opinion. We're tipping our hats to each other right now. You guys can't see. You it. Just, yeah, we are, <laughs> we are we are doffing our hats. Uh, this game is a lot like Ease Eight. Whoa! Really? Just, you're telling yeah, me there's really. not a lot. You telling me there's not a lot of changes in Falcom games? <laughs> I am indeed saying that. So the thing is that E7 was the one that introduced the bar- the party system. Yeah. You know, you got your we- mm-hmm. your three weapon type damage types. You've got you know three party members. Mm-hmm. I think you have you said mentioned skills that you level up. But see, I played that one a while ago. Yeah, sure. you level up skills. 
Okay, so like all that mm-hmm. stuff just has stayed with the series since then. <laughs> yeah. And then the next one, so that was a PSP game. Then there was Celseta on the Vita, which I actually played after Ease 8. And that one, Oof. playing them out of order like that, you really start to see how they were really setting up for some things that they carried over to 8 in that one. They added pairing in Celseta, right? Yeah, they had, they, well, they had that in 7 as well. Like that that game has flash move and they flash They had pairing dog. in 7? Yep. You have flash guard <gasps> oh, in. Uh, so wait, wait, wait. wait. Pop. Pause. Pause. E7 has flash guard? Yes, it has flash guarding. <laughs> oh boy. If an enemy attacks I, you, like E7 there, there, has flash guarding? There's a button that you should press, <laughs> and when you press the button, you'll see a little circle come around your character and like move inward really fast. That's when you like that's the timing of your uh dodge, or, or that's the timing of your block. So if you do it and an enemy attacks you, you'll get a flat you'll get flash guard and you can do critical damage for three seconds. You just blew this boy's mind. E7 is not- has flashcard. I love flashcard. <laughs> I love flashcard and Eze. I would have been having so much more fun if I knew about flashcard. Yeah, look for guard. God in damn your, it! Look for guard in your. Um, oh my god! In, in I your... do remember the tutorial for that one being really bad and it's, just like. Yeah, it's just hey, here's the thing. And then you, you can do it. And you move past it and it never mentions it. Yeah, again. like I went through most of E7 without using it until like the final boss. <laughs> 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 So in E's, All right, I'll out Flash Guarding. In E's 9, at least, I don't remember the others, the button for Flash Guard is the same one that you use to activate like your skills. So I just do it a lot by accident. Oh, weird. <laughs> like, because I, I usually remap that. I re- like, my, my E's 8 button configuration, uh-huh. like, I don't play with the default configuration at all in that game. Like, I, I set it up very... Yeah, like, I set it... Like, I put my roll on circle... Um, Things like that, like jump on huh. X. Um, yeah. yeah, so in these nine, it's you know you hold R one and then press one of the face buttons to use a skill, and then yeah. R one is also your flash guard. Oh, I move that. Like, see, I keep R one as my flash guard, and I think I move skills to R two. See, but so that'll this be one there, so that'll be different bad, though, though, because R two does something different in East nine. Yeah, R two is your grapple. I forget what it's called. Like, so all the playable characters they have a gift. Which is like some sort of you know ability or movement thing, mm-hmm. and Adol's is like red it's line. basically the safety row grapple. Yeah, it's red line. It's the grapple. Yeah, it's funny. So you can also use it against enemies, which is why you don't want to you know immediately remap it. But oh. it just doesn't feel oh, no. super fast to do what you want to do with it, like you could in safety row. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the characters. Mm-hmm. So you, once you get them, you can use them on any characters. You don't have to be. Oh, switching good, out good, constantly. Good, good. One of the characters just has run st- straight up vertical wall, which is really fun. <laughs> nice. And then one of them is just yes. like, "Hey, hold jump to glide." So like the big, so the huge thing that's different in this game compared to Ease Eight is that Ease Eight, you shipwreck, you're on a big island, and you gotta you know explore the whole thing. Mm-hmm. This game is, hey, you're in a town. Oh. Hey, you're we, in what? We've, we've done that before. You're in one very big town with a very big dungeon slash jail in it as well. Mm-hmm. And you get thrown in jail right at the start. Yeah! The best games start with you being thrown in jail. It's funny. The, the, they're very tongue-in-cheek about it because the guards there are like, Adolf Christian, huh? You've been... They're looking at your, like, your list of accomplishments and they're just like... <laughs> what are you doing okay, here? What, what is with... The... So they make references to like... They definitely... Uh, Napish Tim comes up. Mm. They mentioned the Isle of Sairin. Nice. They're just like, they're just like, 
this guy's this guy's too sus to not actually be a criminal. We're gonna we're gonna put you in jail for a bit, buddy. <laughs> and, Is it just by your name and your like, and okay? Your See ya. I love that Adol's so affable about it. He's just hey, fine, let's go. I probably deserve this. Yeah, he really didn't have much to say. It turns out weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, there's there's one line where one of your party members is like, since when did you become our mouthpiece? And I'm like, yeah, he doesn't even talk. <laughs> How can he be the mouthpiece? <laughs> he does, so he the, does a lot the... of talking in yeah. combat and running around, but when it comes time to get down to the real nitty-gritty details and participating in the story, he's just kind of... Eh. Well, that's the thing. In this one, you actually have a ton of dialogue options as Adol. Uh-huh. So, like, he, he is talking. It's just, like, the silent protagonist thing they have stretched so far. Yeah, it's, it's like, just, even, in East Eight, even in East 8, it was just kind of like, oh, okay, we are just doing this out of tradition now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, you have your choice of, you know, like, sincere reply or witty reply a lot of the times. So, like, he'll only ever talk if it gives you a choice as, what, as to what he says. Mm. And then, you know, in, in the Japanese voice acting, he'll say, like, ano... And then, like, he's not. It's not actually voicing the line you pick. No, it's those like those interstitials where you like they'll they'll say yeah. something that's indicative of the line. Yeah, <clears throat> something that would come first. So the t- <clears throat> so and then so he breaks out of prison, of course, because the whole game would be very boring if it was just the prison. Yeah. And then he immediately gets cursed mm-hmm. and turns into. Uh, oh God, what is it? The, the crimson, crimson king. Something. The crimson king. The Crimson King. Yeah. So he joins this group called the Monstrum, who are like these real kind of flamboyantly dressed char- <laughs> characters in the town that the, the the knights are all pissed off about. And then, you know, the story goes from there. It's like, what's going on in this town? Yeah. And I really have no damn idea. There's wow. Like, where were you, like, like, about how many hours have you put into this? Because, like, even with East 8, like... That story doesn't really start developing for like two or three chapters, honestly. I'm near the end of oh, chapter yeah. four. You're like twelve hours in. Oh boy. Oh yeah. boy. Oh boy. No, 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 I'm not saying it's bad. I'm no, saying that burn. the main it, this game is definitely slow burn though. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying mm-hmm. the plot is bad. I'm saying the main plot has taken a while to get going. Right, right, right. But there's been a ton of character stuff in the meantime. Yeah. Like meeting your, you know, fellows in arms. Mm-hmm. Like the the first party member you get, you spend a lot of time with just her in your party. Nice, which I actually really liked. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the combat the combat is ease basically. Hey, I'm here for that. Yeah, it's definitely if it ain't broke, don't you know mess with it. the 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 thing is that what I was trying to say earlier is how they did E7 and then they they did the remake with Celseta. Mm-hmm. or they did seven remake eight. They didn't do a remake this time between eight and nine. Yeah. So this is the first game mm-hmm. since eight, and it just yeah, it just feels like we're just coming right off of that one without yeah. changing a whole lot. Yeah. Because there's a point in this one where you just hit a point where some systems just get dropped in whole cloth. <laughs> like, here's the NPC you talk to that tracks map. Pr- progression yes! and it will give you a big bonus for every 10% of the map you uncover. Here's the board you go to for quests that we've used in every game since yep. two, since 2005. Here's the side quest <laughs> board. They're, and then even then like the side quests they 
act like they're skippable, you really don't want to be skipping them. Like he's hey, and then you he, skip those, you're gonna put yeah. yourself in a bad position later. At, at least in the in this one, there is no true ending. Oh, bad thank ending God! Stuff. I didn't want to fucking deal with having to like worry. Like, oh God, did I get every yeah. single point with Donna or not? Yeah, <laughs> but like these side quests so far have been a few of them have been like really really involved and felt like just part of the main story. Oh, nice! And like you're unlocking new characters for your base through them, so it's like. Yeah, you could technically skip it, but you really don't want to. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, Trails of Cold Steel 2 has something similar mm. where you do the side quests and, yeah, you could skip them, but you're adding people to your home base. And it's just like, hey, it's nice to have yeah. these people around and talk to and you feel like you're actually growing this band yeah. of people and it's really cool. Mm-hmm. And, and then just... So it's like Sukkot, possibly basically. God, get God. <laughs> but it's Trail, just funny Trail when it's like I don't know about he's nine. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, it's just funny when it's like okay, technically the side quest was skippable, but you get a very valuable NPC out of it. So mm-hmm. if you missed it, like you know, shopping will be a pain in the ass for the rest of the game because you didn't get the the global vendor oh, stuff God. like that. Oh, that would be annoying. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they're convenience then, NPCs, but you, you go through a little bit to unlock them, and it's really worth it. Yeah. But they put them, like, so blatantly in the main path that you would like, have to go out of your yeah. way you would have so to, literally, to not do the quest. You would literally have to see the side quest guy there waving you down, walk by him, and just stick a finger in his face. Just rub yeah. it right on his nose while you're walking by. <laughs> just like you did Moogie earlier. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so one big change for me, Zay, is that there is money again. Yeah, notice that. But then there is all the upgrade trading material stuff. Oh, weird. And, and then there is the vendor who will take 10, you know, rotten wood and, and give you one give good you wood a good for wood. it. Yeah. And then take 10 good wood and give you one, one superb wood. Rat, 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 <laughs> rat, 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 rat. <laughs> I knew exactly what I was doing there, Polly. Will you give me superior wood, Rat? <laughs> <laughs> Only if you give me ten good wood first. Yeah! <laughs> so if you get if you get um so if you go to him on Sunday and you trade him ten good owls, will he give you one superb owl? God damn it! No! No! <laughs> I want out! I want to quit! (laughs) Big game. More like big gamers. Yeah, baby! (laughs) (laughs) Um, The tower defense from EZ8 is back. Hey! We got invasions again! Like, they really... That's maybe my biggest complaint, is they really just kind of... They just re-scanned everything. Yeah. And then, like the Which tower is a defense, weird like when all of those systems are when all those systems are so baked into like the nature of Ezate's quest. Yeah. That's the thing is, like it's it like, all felt supernatural in Ezate, but then when I went back and played Celsetta and a lot of that stuff was still there, it was like, oh, do you just? But been, then, like Celsetta, yeah, these are just whole cloth the same sim- the same systems you've always used. I mean, the tower defense was introduced in eight, so I didn't think right, they would throw right. it out like right away. No. But, like, I, I guess there hasn't been camping in this one. That's the big difference. Oh, weird. There's no night missions. There's Yeah, there's no night at all. Hey, maybe that comes later. Who knows? Hey. 
I would hmm. I would not be surprised I if they're like, hey, yeah. it's, it's nighttime now. <laughs> you want to go camping? In the city. Go camping so, like, with, I guess the... <laughs> camping with White Cat. Let's go. Yeah. I'm more of an Aprilis so biggest... person myself, so... I don't know what her deal is yet. I don't think she's pl- going to be playable. I know what her deal is. Her deal is being hot. Okay, there's okay, there's that. <laughs> but she is like, she kind of feels like the Donna so far, where she has all the answers to the mystery. Yeah, yeah. But she's not saying shit right now. Right, right. She's just showing up, being hot, and I'm okay with it. I'm okay with that. She, she wants to shoot you. If she wants to show up, shoot like that's even hotter. Like honestly, that's just e- way yeah. better. So, like, the thing that really differentiates this one is just so far that it has been one big city. Mm-hmm. And then, like, because to me, these games are about, you know, exploring a large area, except for Ease Origin, which was my which least was, favorite yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Because that one's just like, hey, it's a tower. Hey, it's like, a tower. Oh, <laughs> so, this one, so this one being like, hey, it's, it's one big town is, like, kind of disappointing. Yeah. I'm really curious to see how they stretch this into a full game. Because when you actually think about how big 8 is it's, it's like crazy to think that mm-hmm. yeah because you put a whole game in one town there because your town is just your home base which is still pretty big but that's not what you're exploring like the vast island yeah. that you're exploring and the mm-hmm. things that yeah like that's just like to, to think that like the city now is the big thing so what lies like in the, the jail and how will that compare yeah because to me that I like, I can almost see it falling into East Origin vibes, where it's like, "Oh, good, I'm in the jail." Uh, yeah. Because so far the dungeons have been like, you know, the underground waterway, the prison, oh, the Cloaca Maxima. Yes. Uh, the sewer. Yes. Also, I hope you guys didn't play that demo too much because those are the first two dungeons. I I played it once and I got my <laughs> fill. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I, I know what to expect. I knew I was going to buy it. Yeah, I played it enough to know yeah. that, like, Aprilis showed up, and I was like, cool, there's Wifey of the Year. It's, it's already over. <laughs> <laughs> so, the city, I'm going to say something real forbidden here. Uh-oh. Okay. The city reminds me of Assassin's Creed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, given there, there, there's, a, there's an intense vertical nature to this game that I just got from the demo. Yeah. Uh, which like and, and and Assassin's Creed has always had a a, a lot of verticality mm-hmm. to it, so I can see that. Yeah, so there's the whole you know vertical running up walls that you do a lot once you get White Cat, mm-hmm. which is very fun. So like again, you're running around on rooftops and stuff way more than you know you ever would in any yeah. other Ease game. Like that is kind of the big differentiator here is just how much movement you have. Mm-hmm. And then I found like a vantage point on top of a spire that was like literally did the assassin's creed thing of like giving you a big panning shot of the city and i was just like oh man you're the fact that they're like taking things from other games but like games that came out a decade ago is super funny to me i mean that that's also like big falcom energy honestly yeah (laughs) they they are fashionably late to the party (laughs) but then the other thing big monstrum that's a monstrum nox energy yeah God, chug that monstrum Knox for gamer one quick, fuel. One quick question. Uh-huh. <laughs> one quick question. Um, are the areas segmented like Ease Eights are, or is it one continuous area, or is it a lot of continuous big bigger areas? So here's the thing: the city itself 
is one big area. Hmm. And unfortunately, cool. that makes it that makes it run like shit on the base PS4. Oh no! Oops! Oh. Yeah, that's what I've got. And then, it's I've gotten used to it. It's just real frustrating at the start and super weird because Oops. there are random battles you can get into in the city, and then it kind of goes gray, and you're like, oh, you're in the monster dimension now, or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. But then, like. One time I did a tower defense thing, and the and the area was in the city, but because <gasps> it loaded like this separate instance version, then it was then like it was fine. sixty. Oh, that's wild. Yeah, so it's like, but again, once at first I thought they could have just broken the city up, but once you get like the glide and you're just fucking flying all over the place, it's like, oh, yeah, this really wouldn't have worked if there were load screens every five seconds. Mm. But it's just, it's frustrating. Like the combat in the city. Like trying to time those dodges and guards. Is That's like, kind of, oh no. It fe- feels pretty bad, but also it's like, oh. you know, three enemies pop up and you beat them, beat them, and then you can just stand still to regain your health. Yeah, like, those it's... aren't the fights that are really worth yeah. anyways to be doing. Yeah. So it's kind of whatever. Yeah. But yeah, any area that is segmented runs fine. Mm. So like the dungeons mm-hmm. and like the dungeons are still like actually really pretty expansive. It's just that main city that. Yeah, it's just it's they're they're issues. they're dropping so like they're using an engine, uh, it, because it like even Cold Steel three and four can get to points of chugging really mm. bad when they have a lot of uh, uh, models on screen at a time, and which is why you'll yeah. see you'll see them refresh a scene sometime, and you'll see the models kind of <laughs> pop back in. Um, yeah, I saw a friend streaming this uh, the other day uh, for a couple seconds, and I saw that like every time they went into a cutscene and came out of one, it would, like, unload the models and then reload them, and you would see that happen. Hmm. So, I don't know whether that was just a thing where, like, his, yeah. his, his was kind of bogged down, or if that's just something the game does. For me, it's just like, oh, are you guys not using, like, any lower detail version of the map for distance shots? Hmm. It's just I just don't see any, like, level pop-in that, oh. like, I would have taken over hmm. a stabler frame rate. Yeah. Um, so the other Assassin's Creed comparison, though, is that because you have a ton of movement and a ton of verticality, they put, like, a hundred feathers all over the world oh, map. Oh, no. And, like, getting that stuff is fine. <laughs> it's just funny, where it's, like, because Assassin's Creed literally has, yeah. like, the hundred feathers. And, like, these are way faster and easier to get because you're just so quick and nimble in this. Yeah, like, the like Assassin's but, Creed but, games, like, yeah. even though, like, they're very vertical and your character's agile, they still feel weighty and dumpy. Uh, yeah. Where, whereas, East, like, these games are, like, light as a feather. Yeah. So, I yeah. haven't been bugged by that stuff. It's just like, oh, man, this is so modern video game, just, but late to the party. Because <laughs> then, because of... Like and then there's graffiti in the town, and of course for the the petals and the graffiti, right. there's the vendor who wants to collect all of them. Yeah, and gives you rewards for everything that you find. <laughs> and it's just like, man, there's just a, there's a tracker for like everything. Everything. There's a lady at the church who wants you to cook every meal, but only once. Just give her one of every single oh, one in the game. Oh god, that's like every Cold Steel game. Yeah, so like I haven't played Cold Steel yet, but like a lot of that is you are gonna know you are gonna you are gonna be familiar with so much shit when you play oh Cold boy. Steel. It's in a different wrapper and they contextualize it differently, but at some point it's gonna be like, yo, here's the board where you get side quests. 
Here's yeah. the NPC that wants one of every what that wants one of every good type of dish and one of every weird type of dish. God, it, it really is the same. <laughs> oh, okay. Here, here's a dumb story to wrap this up. Okay. So I've been playing as White Cat a lot. I like her a lot. Mm-hmm. There's not a whole lot of extra costumes in this game because most of them were in Japan. Apparently, they were retailer specific. Yeah. And then for America, they put them in the digital deluxe edition, yeah. pre-order only. Yeah. So you, you can't get you, you can't, can't even get buy them, them. costumes any other more. Yeah. And I'm just like, man, I really want to see what the other. I I knew there were some other costumes on the PSN store, mm-hmm. so I was like, okay, let's see what's up there. And I look and I'm like, okay, the white cat costume is pretty good. It's two bucks. Fine. Mm-hmm. Fine, I'll buy the alternate costume <laughs> for two bucks. I've never done anything like this. For some reason, even for some reason, even though it seems like six costumes, there's a bundle that costs fifteen dollars, and it's like, wait a minute. Six costumes at two dollars a pop, it should be twelve, should and be even 12? then it's not a savings. What? So I'm not I'm not sure what the deal with that. I don't know if that comes with the masks or anymore because the current Sony store on PC is fucking garbage. Yep, it's trash. Like you, you, like, it's literally non-functional bit to the point of, like, you go to the page for Ease 9 on on the on the web, and, like, it's just a thing, it's just a purchase button. Like, there's literally no Nothing information else. about the game or the DLC. I had to, like, search separately to find the DLC page. Mm-hmm. And then it just had a picture. And I'm like, well, at least for the DLC, that's something. That, yeah, that like, works. Like, the, sto- the store is, like, non-functional. I can't believe that the developers Weird. have not been on their ass more. It's like, hey... Uh, our DLC sales are down like eighty percent because it doesn't link to the main game page anymore or whatever. God, like their store Anyways. has been a, their store has been a travesty ever since PS Five launched. Yeah, I don't know what what's the going fuck on they're doing, but it's just it is utter garbage. Yeah. So, anyways, I buy I the really stupid like costume for. I really like. The, apparently, the old store is actually still there because it would break PS Three and Vita if it was actually gone. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. But. All the new stuff you have to buy, I think, on the book. I don't know. Yeah, Anyways, I buy the new, I buy the dumb fucking two dollar costume. Don't feel great about it. <laughs> it goes okay. Go, go to your, you know, downloads page. I go to the downloads page on the new store, and it's just games. I'm like, oh no. I don't know how to tell. I don't know how to tell it to buy, to download the DLC. I look at the game. It's it's definitely not there yet. I close the game, reload it. It's de- definitely not there yet. Mm-hmm. I go, like, pre- on the PS4, I press down, and it goes to, like, oh, here's the 23 DLC. Mm-hmm. For some reason, that one costume is not there. What? I have to open up the store manually, type white cat, and then... Oh, my the- God. Polly, get- it gets better. This was, like, 20 minutes. So I, <laughs> I type white cat in. I go to the store. <laughs> I find that costume specifically. It knows that I purchased it already. I hit download. <laughs> I see the little PSN thing pop up and says, now do- downloading. Okay, it's installed. Good. <laughs> right. Open up the game. Open up the now game. What? Open up the game. It's still not there. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and so I do a Google search, like DLC not working. Somebody's like, oh, okay, for DLC in this game, instead of it being on the, on the items tab, you have to go to the very last one, which is DLC, to open the box, which will then contain the item you mm-hmm. have. <laughs> and I do rem- I do remember doing that because they did like the oh get a free elixir DLC so I had done that before and I forgot mm-hmm. I go over to that page it's still not there what the f- I'm, what? I'm going 
I'm going, what the fuck at this point? So I like, go, I go to like on the PS4, go to like view information, DLC, three items. It's the two free item packs and the costume. And the costume has a little lock next to it. What? And I'm going, why, why is it locked? So I go, so I have to go to settings, account, blah, 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 oh, restore licenses. God. So I restore licenses and then it finally worked. <laughs> What is like, uh, like this is so this is the absolute yeah this is fucking cursed this is what a digital world gets you this is what dlc and content <laughs> management systems that you have no control over gets you this kind of bullshit i just couldn't believe that, that like the thing i had very obviously just bought and downloaded oh we're not sure if you actually you, own that we're gonna lock uh, it yeah i don't know I thought, again, it's one of those things where it's like, well, 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 that should be, like, the thing they care about the most because it's a money earner. Yeah, you think, like, and you would expect this from Nintendo, who are using, oh who are using, who, it just came out, are still using the same fucking uh, online servers and services that they used to run <laughs> Fantasy Star Online Episode 1 and 2. They are still using the same software. Well, that's just efficient. From 2004. They've not that's updated amazing. it since! I thought you were going to say, like, the Wii or the DS, and you actually went further back. That is impressive. It's... I... What? Like, you expect this kind of insanity from Nintendo, who, again, <laughs> are running servers and software from 2004. You don't expect this from Sony, who has seemed to be largely on the ball for most, of, for by all I, accounts, right? I've never I mean, had weird I, issues like this, but lately it I mean, feels it, like they've it, fucked everything. It's a weird issue, plus both those stores being kind of trashy, especially the new web one. Yeah. Plus the game being weird, because even even if I had restored the license and then I didn't know to go to the DLC mm -hmm. tab, which is a game specific problem. Yeah. Like. Just just a total clusterfuck. I'm like, this was a very fun twenty minutes, you guys. Gotta admit, I'm very glad I bought this stupid thing. Was it was it was it was it worth it? <laughs> does, does she look real good now? Are you happy? It's not that great of a costume, it's just something different. Uh, and then of course I got another girl party member like five minutes after that. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, well, oh, this is somebody new to play as, I'm gonna use her for a bit. I'm done with you. Throw it into the trash, white cat later. Oh no, white, oh, no. Make no mistake, White Cat is main. <laughs> I know, but it's just funny. Like, no, you, we're done. We're yeah. done with you. Just toss you into the garbage can and later. Every time I, every time I get toss one of those, in the like, garbage can like Moogie and Iffy. Oh no, Rat! Why? <laughs> why? <laughs> every time I get one of those like potions that's like a permanent plus strength or a permanent HP upgrade. To go I to her. To White Cat instead of, <laughs> I give it to White Cat instead of Adol. So, like, she has, like, a 1100 HP now, and, like, one of the other characters has, like, 700. Oh, my God! I'm just like, fuck it. That's I got awesome! It. Somebody... <laughs> I saw somebody say that White Cat is, like, broken, and I'm like, I don't know, she seems fine. And then I got a new skill that's, like, it's S on all three stats. Oh, Jesus. I'm just like, Oh, gee, yeah, it's just fucking one-shotting everything now. Just upgrade I'm that. I'm going to have to pump it up to Inferno. Like, 
Yeah, it's like, oh, you just have to play a nightmare now because one ca- white cat just fucking destroys everything. That's crazy. Also, she, also, she's a punchy girl. Yes, me. we love punchy girls here. Good. Her this like is this, the punchy girl. The SSS one is just like ten punches and then an uppercut. <laughs> yeah. It's just like oh, it's just extremely useful to use because she stays in one place because like you know slide kicks and stuff can get get kind of tricky. Because I think the East Combat, ever since the party stuff, it's not as technical. It's just kind of messy. It's a little messy. Like, it, bosses are kind of your only... Uh, like, yeah. if, unless you're going to heal item all the way through them. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah we're, we're both racing to ban. Oh, I think yeah. I hit on... <laughs> Fuck. You unbanned them, you dickhead! We clicked at the same time. <laughs> 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 so anyway but so like this game bringing back the tower defense stuff mm-hmm. those are just absolute fucking clusterfucks i can imagine just like like, like because the it, later ones in east 8 got to be that way like some of the later yeah. like the last few were just like oh my god yeah this has hit that point already where it's just like they do a very deliberate thing it's like by the way, this one's going to be like three times harder. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, what? What? <laughs> what? Why? It reminds me. It just reminds me of those like 12 mission nightmares in PSO2. Just oh, like, yep. This is just yep. stuff's just happening. <laughs> this is just what Japanese action games are now. It's just anime characters shrouding and skills going off constantly. Just like nonsense particle effects everywhere. Like very yeah. little danger, very little investment here. Just enjoy the show. Mm-hmm. I don't remember how the others worked, but your SP re- recharges automatically in the yeah. S9 now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a thing before. I think you had to get. Uh, I think you had to get an item for that in East Eight. Okay. Uh, in East Nine, if it replenishes on its own now, yeah, that's probably something they very yeah. purposefully did. <clears throat> it's definitely a do thing. So it does make playing defensively make a little more sense because like you can just wait to do. A blocker, a guard, and then rush in and have full yeah, SP. Yeah, just like like you don't have to load. just. Yeah. So like, I'm not doing a whole lot of normal attacks, really. It's just like, hey, I'm just gonna walk up and just start spamming, you know? Yeah, why not? Uh, one like... triangle. Yeah. yeah. White cat has one where it's like, if you use it on the ground, she like kicks and goes up into the air like six feet, and then if you use it in the air, she just kicks and moves down. Oh, that's good. So, like you just. So you're just going up and down <laughs> over and over. She sounds very fun. Yeah. I really like her. I'm interested in uh Big Axe Girl. I have I don't have her yet. Of course. Like like yeah. East yeah, eight has East Eight has like Rakota and then Gratikadonna. Yeah. Like Gratikadonna is real satisfying. Just whomping that goddamn axe around feels so good. Yeah. It's like I'm I'm interested in where that game goes. It is kind of a slow burn. It kind of reminds me a bit of Trail Zero because of the whole one city focus. Right, right. But even that, like mm-hmm. you were going out of the city. That was one country focus. Mm-hmm. This one is one city. And it's a very big one, but it's also very gray. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's something you mm-hmm. mentioned when I 
I, w- I was posting video from another game that I was playing. Is that you? Mm-hmm. You 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 were like, boy, this is way more color than East Nine, and I like, and I noticed that in the demo, the colors were extremely muted, ex- aside from it's like extremely muted. As- yeah. Aside from your characters who are the who have these really just kind of over designed and garish costumes, which are just yeah, Adol. Adol is insanely red now when like, he's in monster form. <laughs> there's like a lot. Of over designing going on over there at Falcom now, uh, they've lost the plot I mean, on simple designs. No, those characters are definitely intended to look ridiculous. Yeah, I think like the monstrums are. I believe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like every because everyone is in this gray monochrome city, and then you see those guys walking around, and then everyone is just like, "What the hell? What are you people? What in the hell?" So maybe that becomes plot relevant later. Could like, be. it kind of seems like it is. The Crimson King. They all got so cool good. Just, Everybody's just, just like Persona Five. <laughs> God, it's like everybody's got Phantom cool, Thieves. Everybody's got cool anime nicknames like Cold Steel. Oh no! I'm the Crimson Butt. <laughs> you do you dare step to the tempestuous whirlwind of flatulence? <laughs> What the fuck? I don't think they want me naming. I don't think they want me giving characters nicknames in video games. Probably not. <laughs> the Divine Wind. <laughs> they got one of those. Am the Wind of Destruction? Yeah, of course. <laughs> they actually have a character in E Seven say, "You, you, Adol, you're going to break the wind. The, of the destruction. wind of destruction. Yeah. <laughs> break the wind. Break the, break wind, the wind, baby." <laughs> <laughs> Also, thank God the localization is good this time. Yeah, I'm here and it's pretty good. good. I, I've, 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 they, I've, I've, I noticed that they, Nisa keeps making this one dumb mistake. There was that one weird thing. This keeps happening. Like when they do like the the end of numbers, like first, second, third, fourth, fifth. <laughs> like they keep fucking that up to where they when they get past yeah. third, it just goes back to fourth, fifth, sixth. Yeah. yeah. They. Fuck that up in so many games. I don't know how they keep doing it. It's really easy to not notice because I didn't the first few times. And then when I noticed, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> like, that's just, uh, that's such a weird thing um, that that's very specific to their trying, which makes yeah. me wonder if, like, they're running their games through some kind of translator, and then they don't go back and spot check the easy stuff because, oh, of course, like the translator got that right. Like it's just real it simple must... stuff. I almost think it's like they're editing the image for ST as in first, and they don't include another one or something. Or it's like in Japanese it would be correct, but you know English is different or right, something like right. that. It's, I don't know. It's very weird. I just know yeah. they keep so making I... that one that one mistake consistently in so many games. Yeah. That's funny. So yeah, that game's pretty good. Good, good. I'm glad to hear that that game is cool. good. Uh, yeah, but it's different. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Like it, I got that much just of, from the demo. Is that like yeah. this feels a lot different? And I wasn't 100 percent there for it at first because it's just mm-hmm. it's it's immediately different. It's like this isn't what I know. And I knew that that's where that sentiment was coming from when I was playing the demo. I was like, oh, this isn't exactly like E8, and that's why I'm thinking yeah. this. So it's weird in that. And it's not easy. Like it's combat from the beginning. Yeah, like oh, I God, actually, right. yeah, I didn't, I didn't fully sink into it at first because I was still kind of not here for 
the whole party thing yet. But then I was like, okay, yeah. now I got it. Mm-hmm. Now this actually feels fantastic. It's just early game, and that game can feel a little eh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? Well, it's just like, yeah, it's there's a lot of EZ in there, but I think if you go in expecting exactly EZ, you might be let down. Yeah. So, Polly, hey! what have you been up to? What have I been up to? Let me ask y'all something. How you feel about ninjas? Oh, you love like, them. They're pretty, pretty cool. good. Ninjas are pretty badass. I think that we all kind of grew up enjoying ninjas quite yeah. a bit. Like, we, we incorporated them into Absolutely. our work a lot of the time, I believe. I am the reason a ninja appears in Hunters, the Relic <laughs> of the Stars. Excellent. You actually are. Yeah, I was like, what of the ninja but a shotgun? And, like, we kind of, uh, no, we, got, you, we got a good compromise. I don't think you said anything about a shotgun. You were just like, you just put your ninja, goddammit. Gotta have a ninja. Put your I, foot down. I feel like that. I you said that so many times as a joke, and then I actually did it. Yeah, just like, oh. like I, I remember, like, Project N3 games being like, what if there was a ninja? <laughs> it's like probably that wouldn't make fucking sense. I know. I don't care. I'm gonna make a shooter and it'll have a ninja in it. Fuck you. How about that? Uh, but I didn't play a shooter with a ninja in it. I played a ninja with an, I played a ninja game with a ninja in it. Uh, I played the recently released Cyber Shadow. Hey, tell us about hey, this. Pa- hey, probably guess what? I also played this. Hey, we'll be able to have a discussion about this video game. Yay! So uh, this is. A solo, a very, very polished uh, solo project by one person. Uh, other than the music, this dude did everything by himself. And I think that this might also be a Dustin Elysian Tale kind of story where it was just like, I had an idea, so I decided to learn how to make video games. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, this game took like six to eight years to make. Uh, it's published oh by Yacht Club Games. I wish people would stop saying that Yacht Club made this uh, because I know yeah. that I know that like you can look at it and draw a lot of parallels to Shovel Knight because it, it there's a lot of similarity because oh it's it's fucking really good pixel art but please yeah. can we give the developer his actual due here uh, I, I I just I see so many people saying like oh well Yacht Club the Shovel Knight guys made this it's like I'm so tired yeah. of, I'm so tired of correcting my friends in stream they- chats. <laughs> That's rough. They really should have put like a big published by yeah. on that title. I screen. really wish they would have. Because uh, like Yakko Games is not known as a publisher until now. No, like, yeah. I think this is the first thing. This is mm-hmm. like yeah, like they've published something else. I can't remember what it was, but it wasn't quite as well known as like this game because it's like I've known about this game for like three or four years and I was just like, is this thing ever gonna come out? Uh, and then, like, Yacht Club Games got behind it in a big way. It was like, okay, like, that's probably going to come out then. Um, so, what you got is you got a jumpy, slashy ninja game starting out. This game kind of takes <laughs> takes a lot of um, uh, immediate notes from, like, Shatterhand. Like, this game feels like Shatterhand, if you've ever played that on NES. Like, it looks and sounds... Mm-hmm. And feel like I think that that was probably the main inspiration, and I think like some of the art design uh, with the backgrounds and the way they kind of use a lot mm. of black uh, to make color yeah. to, to make details pop is very inspired by Batman uh, on NES, which is an incredible yeah. looking video game uh, from back then, for 1989. Um, yeah. So this game takes a lot. I of definitely. Its, mm-hmm. yeah. 
I was definitely like, oh, this is a throwback to like that very specific like grungy, dirty, yeah. dark NES game because you yeah. just don't see that often. Like this isn't like very mm. pretty and vibrant and bright like Shovel Knight. Like it's it like it embraces. Yeah. It's got a it's got a nice kind of chunky, uh, grungy, dingy look to it in in, in all of its mm. areas, and it's just really nice looking. Um, so yeah, it's you know. Hey, you start out and it's a jumpy, slashy ninja game. You got a jump button and a slash button, and then <laughs> and that's it. And you beat you beat the first level, and you you get a very uninspired shuriken <laughs> uh, that you throw at enemies, and it hits them for one damage. <laughs> How do you throw it? You oh my fucking Christ! <laughs> okay, you're gonna make me talk about the controls for this game. So there's some pro there's some about this game's controls that are a little ass backwards um you throw a shuriken <laughs> by pressing up which okay. okay okay you do that in you you do that in uh, ninja gaiden it's how you use your special moves in ninja gaiden which hey the first one you get you, you start out with a shuriken that you throw with up and b fine that works okay so uh okay. eventually you uh you get an attack that lets you slash upwards and shoot fireballs up. How do you think you execute that move, John? <clears throat> up. Up e. <laughs> no. No, we're, we're use that for the shuriken. We're already using that for the very important shuriken. What? You press down to attack upward. You can't oh. re you can't remap it. You get used to it after a while. Like I was still fucking it up near the end of my first playthrough, quite a bit. Um, so yeah, okay, it's got some fucking control weirdness, but uh, like, but as you beat levels, you start getting abilities that are just kind of like okay, like I got my upward slash, I got my shuriken, I got like this down stab that lets me pogo off of enemies yeah. if I can chain it and it feels really good. It's got a real satisfying thud to it too when you crack down on things and you have mm -hmm. uh and you have a special meter for it like it just <laughs> feels real good. Yeah, um, how do you use the down stab? You use down to down stab. Yeah, down in the air. Okay. So the Thanks one tack that yeah, yeah, that works. That works. And something they don't tell you is that if you double tap the attack button while you're doing the down stab, you'll do a super fast version of it where you're invincible. They don't communicate that at all in the game. Um, so um, you got that, and then uh, it's just kind of like, for a while, I would say for like the first five or six stages of Eleven, it feels a little bog standard. Um, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. It's not bad at any point. There's nothing offensively terrible. The platforming is real cool. Like they, the, the level designs are like, they're, they're very free flowing. They feel good. Uh, they make sense and they're very fucking challenging. Um, but, uh, the game doesn't really open up until you get to the end of level six and they give you uh, a dash move that also lets you like dash forward and slash in this like really quick like lightning action where you're completely invincible when you do it so it's just kind of like you you start running and then you just zip right through enemies and they fucking die usually all um and that yeah. that spins meter but they incentivize you to keep using it because anytime you kill an enemy with it it gives you another charge of your meter back to do it again 
So that's the start. That's the start. That's when the game starts feeling really good. It's when you're like, oh, cool. Like, I'm going to play this game like a goddamn idiot now. Let's go. <laughs> uh, but then they get... And, and that's how I... That's how I died 240 times. <laughs> is just playing like an idiot with the dash. <laughs> and it, because it feels so good. Um, and it feels even better when you get the next upgrade for that, which, fine, whatever, it's a double jump. You get a double jump. <clears throat> I don't care about that. But when, once you get the double jump, when you, when you slash an enemy while you're in the air, when you do the special dash, the lightning dash slash, if you jump, you can do it again. And as so long as you hit a target and maintain momentum, you can char you can chain like twenty enemies in a row, and the levels are designed around it. There is an area. There's like one area near the end of the game where I was literally like in the air for like thirty seconds, just chaining across this entire fucking screen. It Jeez. felt so good. Is that? Is it the area with like the water at yeah. the bottom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the docks. Cause, yeah, because there's one part where I'm just like, oh, you, you can do this very slowly and avoiding enemies and dying a lot. Or, oh, there's an enemy up there. If I just, oh, you can just jump this whole thing. Jesus. Yeah, you can just like dash through him, jump, come down. Like, you do, it's all in just like where you execute your slash. Like, and then you yeah. like, and it's very generous with the hitbox. Like, you're not going to take damage. Like when you're doing this dash slash at all, like you can trust it entirely. Like it's it's built mechanically really well, so it pays. Like 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 play this game like a damned idiot once you get the dash, and especially <laughs> especially once you get like the double jump and the dash slash uh, that you can do in the air. Like it's so good, um, and, and like I said, like the levels are built around this thing, and like what's even crazier is that like. All of the levels are built around it, but you don't get access to this stuff till like 60 to 65% into the game. Uh, and mm. by that, and, and like this is a game where you can go back to previous levels to collect things if you want. It's not in any way mandatory, so it's not one of those like action searchy platformery <laughs> games that. It's not know, one of them. It's not one of those. Uh, but you can go back to, like, level one, and there's, like, a couple more doodads that you can get once you get these new moves and stuff. And, like, they lead Jeez. to they lead to more difficult platforming challenges, which are actually really fun. Um, but it feels like, and, and, and this is just me, like, I felt like I wanted to just start out with all of the cool stuff because the like the trailers are almost entirely all the early levels using all the cool stuff. And oh, that's deceptive. And I feel like it would have been way more fun if they would have just like given you all these abilities from the start and built really cool levels around them having this like the whole time. Like, I feel that I'm not going to hold that against the game at all because it's very clearly a design philosophy. It's very clearly what he wanted to do with it um, because I, I still have fun with that game. Like, I, I went back and I played this game and I did a 0% run, which is fucking hard, which that means, like, yeah. you, you can only take three hits maximum because everything does, like, two to three hit points and you only have five. And you only have five points of special meter, so you've got to make all of those dash slashes count. 
Um, so, like, I wouldn't have went back and played this in a much harder way if, if I didn't enjoy it a lot. Um, uh, but, but I feel like maybe there's, like, a new game plus down the road where, like, they just start you with everything and maybe it's, like, harder or something. Like, I feel that, like, I feel yeah. that, that that would be something that would be easy to implement down the road. I don't know if this game has, like, post-launch like options or, or, or if he's Plans. looking to do anything like that. But that that is the direction that I would go. It'd be like, okay, like let's do a new game plus normal and a new game plus hard where you've got a new game. That's another thing is like, there's only one difficulty. Uh, it, despite the fact that like your save file just always says normal, which that leads me to believe that there are post launch oh. options or, or that there are post launch plans is that, Everything in the game references normal mode. Like, it's just like, you know, like, the achievement is beat the game with 100% items on normal mode. So, like, I, that, leads me, that leads me to believe that there's going to be a hard mode at some point and hopefully a new game plus that, like, well, like, can you imagine, like, the shit that speedrunners are going to get into with a mode like that? Like, like, get, like, they're already, like, making this game look awesome and tearing apart the back half once they get that. Uh, I can imagine the whole game being played through like that and just being able to play like a complete idiot the whole time. It's so good. Um, I think if I were like... My, my real issues are obviously the pacing. Uh, I think could be better. Mm-hmm. And the, like they're the weird control issues. The other weird control issue... And this is something that like I think that like... There's this slavish desire to, 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 to try... The, he really wanted everything to be two buttons. Because Nintendo... Yeah. Like and I feel because that that's because that's where and, and that's where they bleed pixels fucked up. Um, oh god! Because yeah. they had so many fucking things that like on one button that did so many. Like if you press it, it does a kick. If you hold it, it does an uppercut. And you need to like switch between doing these things on the fly very fast. That no. fucking game having like multiple claw attacks and kicks on the same. Fr- what were you thinking? And I fucking beat that game. I beat that. <laughs> I gave up on the last level. I just didn't. And that last anymore. level is so bad. But okay, but but Cyber Shadow doesn't approach anything that bad. But the first thing that you want to do, and it, like a, a, apparently a lot of people just don't notice or don't think to try, is go into yeah. the go into the options menu, go to controls, and rebind dash to a button because by default it's double tap. And here's a problem with that. This game, oof, ha- this, game this game has the Marvel vs. Capcom 3 parry system. Does anybody know how that works? I no. barely know how it works in this game and I played it. <laughs> you when an attack comes in, you just press toward the attack. So you press forward. Like I'm gonna press okay. left or right to dodge an attack. I'm gonna press left or right to parry an attack and then slash it back and slash it back to the enemy. What if you have to double tap to 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 parry two quick bullets in succession. What's gonna happen? <laughs> oh no! And after the bullets, you're gonna say, "Oh no!" Here's the problem. Here's the problem. Even when I rebind, they still keep the input for for, for forward, forward, or, or or to left, left, or right, right to dash. Yeah, that. I feel like that's an oversight that I hope gets corrected because that's real. It feels mm-hmm. real bad. 
uh, try it like because like I, like I said, I play this game like an idiot. I'm very hyper aggressive, <laughs> and I get up in enemies' faces, and I'm parrying all over the place. Like that fucking uh, that fucking tunnel cleaner boss, the spider guy that you fight on the train. Got the achievement on that one for beating it in like thirty seconds. Yeah, yeah. Because I get up on that fucking thing's face and I'm parrying the little bullet, the crisscross bullets that it shoots. Like I'm parrying oh, that no, shit no. back. Um, and thankfully, you can do like, and the parry's really generous too. Like you can, you will probably do it so many times accidentally that <laughs> it's just like, oh, oh yeah, hey, I'm so good at this video game. <laughs> um. And it's just like, but like basically, like you parry bullets and they stop in the air, and then you can slash them back. Um, and it's it's re it's a real satisfying mechanic, but it's, it can be a little fucky with the double tap being the dash. So you've got to be very careful, uh, or just not bother trying to do it with uh, too many shots in rapid succession, unless you can parry them in the air because you can't dash in the air. Um, mm. But that's kind of like my only issues with the game overall. Like I, like I said, I wouldn't have played this game mm -hmm. twice if I didn't have a really good time with it. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I'm not gonna like, like I, I feel for me it would have been better if it was designed the way I wanted it to be. I think, but like leaving my own ego and and and, and preconceptions at the door, like it's still like good in the game. Like he, you know, it's already set up for him to like enact the changes that I would like to see. So, you know, yeah. I, well, yeah, like I really, really like this game. Like, I think that like when, when I was like tweeting about it and playing it, I kind of gave made, like, I, I think people thought like, cause yeah. Red, Red even messaged me. He's like, man, it sucks. That you're kind of mad on it. I was like, oh, no, wait, no, I like this game a lot. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I like this game a lot. I think it's pretty good. Like it, it, it's goddamn incredible. Aww. It's goddamn incredible. Uh, that the, that one person like yeah poured so much into this and making it happen and I could not you can't be happier to see projects like this come to fruition and actually succeed um yeah it definitely makes me feel a little bad about like ragging on some of the you know pacing issues or control issues yeah. so when you finish it and then it goes like game by one person one guy and then, like the entire rest of the credits are like Yacht Club and then localizations. Yeah, like localizations and Yacht Club. Oh, that's wow. it. Like it's just like this dude and a musician did everything. Yeah. Wait, didn't Vert? Didn't Jake Kaufman do this soundtrack? I don't know. I swear it didn't sound I, like him to it me. It didn't sound be. like him, but I swear I saw his name attached to it. I didn't see it in the credits though. I just saw, it might have been somebody talking out of their ass. But uh, yeah, good soundtrack. Like I like it. Uh, but yeah, like this game's really good. If you like really good tough as nails platformer that maybe yeah. takes ta maybe takes a little bit to get where it's going, but once it gets there, you will just fucking love it. Absolutely, check this game out. It's 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 really really good. It turned out it, like like this is not a game that I was disappointed in like at all and waiting cool. for. Like I'm so glad that it turned out as good as it did. Awesome, John Fire. Yeah. Would you stream Minecraft for $50 every two minutes? I would. Good. Okay, now you can tell me what, uh, what, what else have you been up to? Um, I only had one other thing. Um, I've been um, watching DuckTales periodically, 2017. Oh! Um, just the same friend I streamed, uh, watched all of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend with. Mm -hmm. nice. um, and 
we wanted a Disney show and we wanted something fun. And she mentioned DuckTales 1987. And I was like, mm, old cartoons. Mm, what about? <laughs> what about this new one? Well, there's nothing yes. wrong. There's nothing wrong with DuckTales 1987. I think DuckTales 87 still holds up. I think I think Rescue Ranger still holds up. Nice. And, I, and I think Tailspin still holds up. I think all three of those hold up remarkably well. Well, I, that's cool because I did watch a couple episodes in 1987 because I've had such an extremely fun time with mm-hmm. 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, I finished the first season. Uh-huh. And I just wanted to kind of do a little update on that. Well, let's have it. This like, is a whole fucking world, huh? It's <laughs> like their approach. There was resistance uh, because it's such a different thing. Um, but y- you can't just make that old thing again. Like Way Forward tried to do that. No. Way Forward tried to do that with DuckTales <laughs> Remastered and by like like they get they got all the voice people back and they wrote it just like that old show and mm. it just in 2016 or whenever that came out, it's just not working the same. So you got to kind of update for the times. Mm. And that's kind of what this mm-hmm. new show looks like. It's coming at it from the this, uh, coming at an angle from Mm-hmm. Um it's just extremely fun and high energy and mm-hmm. beautiful and just a joy to watch every time I put it on, every time we put it on. Mm-hmm. Like it's just immediately, I got immediately sucked into this, into the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I watched a little bit of DuckTales as a kid. Um, I have no relationship with the show now as an adult and I have no relationship with the comics, which is a massive world that, as it turns out. I did not know. Like, because, see, like, I grew up on the cartoons, and when I, I had a friend mm-hmm. who, in, uh, I had a friend in junior in high school who was big into comics, and he's the one that clued mm-hmm. me in, it, like, DuckTales is, like, this huge fucking world. There's lore. There's a <laughs> lot going on that is not, that is far beyond what you've seen on TV, and it's just like, that's, that's, that's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> It's it's Buck Wild. It's the Carl Barks comics. Yep. are the big ones. Yep. Uh, I got I bought one of the collections and I'm having a good time. Oh, nice. Um, because um, I have a friend who apparently who is one of those people who has um who had the a bunch of the comic collections as a little kid and mm-hmm. they were very formative. Oh, works nice for them. Um, and so they they watch the old show, they watch the new show, and they're able to be like, oh yeah, here are all the things they're referencing. They the um new show is definitely in love with the comics background like you can see that just watching the theme song where Mm -hmm. they've got like the comic print that's really cool it's very cute um and even before you know about that um there is a tremendous weight of history behind everything in the new show Mm -hmm. like it's a it's a very delicate balance, I think, because it's the kind of thing that can get like up its own ass. Oh and yeah, it happens all the fucking year. time. It's why shit like Ready Player One exists, being so far up its oh, own ass God. about shit like this. <laughs> um, because there's there's moments that are imbued with this mythic weight because they are pulled from past mm-hmm. adventures, whether in the comics or in the old show. Yeah. Um, and when you're introduced to Scrooge, it is in the context of this man that has been on all these old adventures who has done all these amazing things. Mm. And now he's alone. Now he's alone. And now he's not doing anything. Um, 
So it's like sort of a sort of a reboot, and then also it's one of those sort. Of, it's it's probably like Higurashi. Higurashi. It's like the Higurashi Go. Where it's sort oh of no! Oh no! Don't call it that. That means like sixty percent of it is terrible. <laughs> um, but the it it does it in such a way where episode to episode it is just extremely fun. And you don't have to be familiar with that history to have a good time. Mm. Um, it builds to its finale beats very delicately throughout the episode, where it is very firmly focused on the episodic stuff. Mm-hmm. But it weaves in these seeds um, throughout the season, and the way they pay off in the finale is very well done and nice. very cool. Um, there are two big ideas. Um, that, as I understand it, are the bits that are not that are for the overarching story that are that were never touched on in the older show or the comics, hmm. um, and that's the kid's mom, Ooh. Huey Dewey and Louie's mom, yeah, yep. and um, the new character um, Lena, mm-hmm. who is a cool teen duck, <laughs> who becomes friends with, with Webby, <laughs> and Webby is also uh, instead of like a baby like in the original, yeah. I think, um, She's like the the other kid's age and is introduced right away. That's good. Um, That's and her good. deal is that she, her deal is that she's basically a Scrooge, fan, like really into all these past adventures and oh, seems to be sort of really voicing cool. some of the people who made the show. Where she's like she knows all this history. <laughs> oh, that's Scrooge really cool though. I like that. It's very cool and very cute, and she's very endearing. Good. Yeah, it sounds very endearing. Yes. So a big chunk of the first season is developing the relationship between Lena and Webby, and it's Aww. the way that pays off is extremely cool. Um, and it feels to me like both a very good season of television and also something that is paying homage to uh, almost like, God, like 70 years. Yeah, it goes way fucking history. back. Yeah, because the way because the way it was, as I understand it, there were Disney shorts that mm-hmm. introduced these characters to begin with in like the '30s. Yeah, and then and then Carl Barks would spin some of these characters into the comics, mainly Donald Duck. Yeah, um, and then from there, Do- Scrooge was introduced as like a villain of the week in the mm-hmm. Donald Duck comic, and then became a main character in his own comic, and then then it just blew out from there. And there's so much history. Yeah, it's it's really cool that. It has this such rich, uh, this rich tapestry to draw from, and that they're mm-hmm. pulling like because the obvious play is like just reference 1987 Ducktales. That's all you got to do. But they, like, there's so much reverence mm-hmm. for the actual history and and the material that made all of that possible. Like, this is really fascinating to me. Yep. Um, like, and it doesn't ignore that either because like. Um, I found this, this is the episode I watched, is that Magicka plays a part in it. The Magicka Dispel plays a part in this. Mm-hmm. Um, and her whole thing in this series is, like, shadow magic. Um, and I, I didn't remember her at all, basically, from the old show. I knew she wanted the dime. Um. Everybody wanted then, the fucking dime! <laughs> everybody wanted the, the dime, but... I think she's ahead. the final boss of the NES game. Yeah. Really? Cool. Uh, she might be the final boss of this, of this too. Yeah, as I understand it, the later, um, 
the later seasons um, pull from specifically from the NES game as well. Like, so, consider that... I mean, there's, there's one big one that people went nuts over. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, they specifically they consider the NES game a part of Ducktales canon. That's they... really fucking cool. <laughs> oh my god. And they imbue certain moments with extra weight as a result of pulling from the NES game as well. I fucking um, love this. God. Um, so I am extremely impressed and I'm very happy to keep poking through the mm. um, remaining seasons over the next you know six months. Um, yeah. The, again, I went third back and watched... one, go, go ahead. the third season hasn't finished airing yet. It's actually coming back at the end of this month. Um, I'm playing. I'm watching it slowly. We're doing like three eps a week. Yeah, it's, uh, it's you, nice, you might nice at the pacer at that actually might line up to like yeah. be right there for the finale. <laughs> well, that'd be dope because there's like ten um, left to air. Mm-hmm. Kind of like what, that, that sounds about how I timed out Tangled. Um, I think nice. this this feels a little more. This feels better than Tangled. This feels more like um, denser. Um, it doesn't cool. feel like 10 ep- ten minute episodes stretched out to 20 minutes. It mm, feels like mm-hmm. a good good 20 minute dense stories. Um, but oh yeah, that's what I was going to say is that Magicka in the comics uh, was the cool villain of the week who wanted the dime and the in one of the one-off episodes of the 1987 show they introduced the idea of her using shadow magic mm-hmm. um, and imbuing like a shadow with life. Yeah. And then they play into that for this whole overarching season conflict oh, is Magicka and Shadow Magic. So they so take cool. this one cool episode from the old show and blow it into this really cool new thing and add all this extra resonance. Um, so I, I was like, ugh, old Disney, old old TV cartoons, no thank you. <laughs> um, and now I'm just like, all of this, I'm just like, ooh, this looks interesting. This might oh, be cool. Fuck. This oh. might be good, actually. What if Disney's actually kind of it's good what, sometimes? Yeah, I mean, I definitely—I've always been the big—I've always been a big Disney movie buff, but mm-hmm. I never really paid attention to the the Disney afternoon block. Yeah, um, and now I'm realizing like this was a really cool badass thing they did, where they're like, "Hey, what if we take all these old Disney characters and then make a bunch of cool adventure stories?" Yeah, um, and make like let's take the characters from Jungle Book and then have like. Like, where does that, how do you come up with that? Like, how do you take the Jungle Book characters and, like, I'm going to make that about a fucking, a a, a cargo delivery service, but it's got air pirates and shit. How do you come (laughs) up with, like, there's a, that's a real talented mind, I think, that comes up with shit like that. Like, like, like that's just really cool. Yep, I, I think the DuckTales 2017 um, ties in with it. It already has tied in with Darkwing Duck a couple times. Oh my god! Um, yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. I think nice. it ties in with some tail. I, I think one of the villains was from Tailspin, actually. Um, and again, this is just a, a world that I knew as a kid. Yeah, like I am all for them having this world and like bringing these shows back with this same kind of reverence and this same kind of attention to. Uh, 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 to, to the detail and 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 and, and doing it right, uh, not just making it shitty yeah. reference fest, um, Scott Pilgrim bullshit. Like, uh, yeah, just like like this sounds really cool, and like the people yeah. behind it are super invested. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I think I, I think specifically the stuff with Magicka and the Shadow Magic is mind blowing and how it takes a cool idea from an old episode. Yeah, and just it a one off. A great story. Yeah. I'm definitely um, interested in checking this it, show out. Yeah. When it's finished, probably. Yeah, it's really impressive. Yeah, that that's like like I will probably pay for like a month of Disney Plus to binge this whole show when it finishes. Exactly. Yep, I'm fucking bu- fucking buying Disney Plus, so I, I bought it temporarily so I could get Tangled and then canceled it. And I'm <laughs> getting it so I can watch Ducktales once a week, and I'm like, ah, <laughs> shit, you got me, shit. I love that there's a Wikipedia article called Donald Duck Universe. <laughs> <laughs> yep. The Donald Duck Universe oh, is a fictional shared universe, which is the studying for stories involving, you know, Donald Duck, Daisy Duck, Huey, Dewey, Louie, Scrooge. And then, it, and then it gets the canon, and like some people only consider Carl Banks as the factual canon. <laughs> There's Don Rosa that wrote the Life and Times of Scrooge McDuck mm-hmm. in the '90s after the original Ducktales TV show, mm-hmm. and now it's like the one of the definitive comics of the Scrooge canon because yep. it like references all the things that happened in the past that Carl Barks as Scrooge references, and then he puts them together into like a linear life story, uh, mm-hmm. like limited series graphic novel yeah that's real cool shit the ducktales apparently gave that specific graphic novel to a bunch of people on the staff and said all right here's the bible for this series." oh nice nice yep and that also that author it sounds like that's one of the authors that got completely screwed um mm. just rights wise like did not that get the credit for what he deserves so there's messiness too um but yeah i'm i'm having a ball here and i'm really interested in experiencing more of this world the um the 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 collection i got starts with a full page of um by george lucas that's just like oh my God. stories are absolutely immortal adventure stories da, 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 da. and you can tell that I, I think spielberg liked them too and you can tell that this shit fed into like cla- like raiders yeah and like raiders shit like back into yeah tales yeah it absolutely <laughs> like yeah absolutely God, it's fucking wild. It's very cool. Um, that's it. I just wanted to talk about DuckTales oh, for a bit. Cool. Rhett! Rhett! Hey! Hey! What else you got? What's up? I have continued to play the game that I beat last week, Rabby Ribby. Hey! You're still on it! <laughs> I'm, I'm actually still on it. I did get really what? distracted by E, so I haven't actually finished it yet. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah, boy, like this this game. this game had a, this game like it was like you said the game recently had a five year anniversary. Yeah, uh, I picked mm-hmm. it up. Uh, I'm very excited. Like me you be, you being so excited about this game sold me on it. I was just like, yeah, I could, it's just yeah. <laughs> like this sounds like the I, real deal. I feel like I might be overselling it, but then I also look at it on Steam and it has like 98 percent positive reviews, overwhelmingly positive. It's like, like, people do it. like this game. It's just it's a weird. Indie, you know, yeah, like there's a lot, yeah, Dogen energy, and that's that's a good fucking energy, yeah. But it like the movement may not feel exactly how you're expecting it. It's okay, it's okay. So last week I had just air quotes finished the game, Mm -hmm. and even then, like it immediately goes into another chapter. It's like, by the way, the game's not over (laughs) (laughs) because you get like the you get kind of the big traditional ending at the end of chapter five Mm -hmm. where it's like, here's the fake out final boss. Now here's the final boss. Now here's the final boss with the space background, (laughs) you know, very, (laughs) 
very by the books like it's very finisher to a game. It's very poly dungeon of them. It's very yeah. It's very <laughs> red energy as well. Because <laughs> if you if you're not fighting the final boss in space, I mean, why do? fucking bother? Yeah. But it's also kind of weird because the story doesn't really. Dr- the story drops a big thing during that fight. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like, you haven't really understood the whole nature of what's going on until then. So you beat the game and there's, there's like three things here. There's the, the actual rest of the game known as the post game. And then there's a DLC called is the order of rabbit, mm-hmm. which is the post post game. Mm-hmm. And then there's also the DLC they released as the third year anniversary thing, oh, which yeah. isn't post post post. It's just an extra thing on top of that. Mm-hmm. But like when you combine all that together, there was actually a whole lot of game left. <laughs> Probably more than there was game to begin with. God damn! So, like, it's weird, though, because the nature of the game completely changes in a way. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, first half is, you know, open exploration game, you know, collecting items, doing the whole Metroid thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then everything kind of after that big moment in chapter five and the remaining chapters in the rest of the game and the DLC, they all follow the same progression of characters being like, Oh, a new area has opened up over here. And then you go and do a fairly linear platforming challenge and then fight a big boss. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. So that part's not great, but I think like the amount of it, like, I think if this had been like a hollow Knight. Like, I think if, like, four of those all, were all open the entire time and it was the whole, like, do them when you want and then get the true ending that way, mm-hmm. that would have been more satisfying from a gameplay perspective. But, like, the story, mm-hmm. they have story reasons for it to go this way, which is fine. It's just, it's a little rote just doing, like, hey, level boss, level boss, which is kind of, apparently that's the game they originally thought they were going to make before it turned into a Metroidvania. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like... So as far as, like, the Metroidvania does kind of just end at the end of Chapter 5, and then it's just, you know, straight linear shot for the rest of the time. Mm -hmm. But it's still very good, and, like, the quality of the bosses elevates it and carries it. Because, man, they just start to just continuously go nuts with the bosses. (laughs) I mean, like, why not? For a game that has, like... Yeah. Because now it's like they've given you credits so you can say, oh, I beat the game. So they, they just, like, they take the gloves off. And it's just like, okay, now we're just going full Don Maku bullet hell nonsense here. <laughs> There's... I think part of this being... So, like, like Cyber Shadow, I believe this is, like, an entirely one-person project. Mm-hmm. And there is a part... Mm-hmm. Like, it feels like the game kind of loves itself a bit too much at times. Oh. Like, it maybe gets a little indulgent because there's one part where it's like in one of the areas, one of the, you know, straight shot linear areas, a bunch of the previous bosses show up as regular enemies. Mm -hmm. And then there's an, and then there's a boss that summons the previous bosses as enemies. Oh God, that's very silly. (laughs) And then there's just straight up boss refights. So it's just, so, so I'm not saying this end game is perfect right. because it definitely like starts to get a little fucking indulgent at that point. Yeah. But then like the boss at the end of the refights is really good. Probably my favorite one in the whole game. Oh, nice. So it's like every time it, it every time it missed, it came back with a punch and like hit all over again. Mm. Cool. Um, 
So, so there's chapters six and seven, and then chapter eight is the end of the original game before the DLC. Hmm. And you know, you get a very hard dungeon, and it's actually a little non-linear this time. There's some items to find in there. And then you hit the true final boss, and Jesus Christ. Uh-oh. <laughs> this one I don't love, because they just went to, like, how long can we make a boss fight? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, this fight is about 18 minutes long. It's maybe... It's maybe like I said, this game gets really kind of indulgent. A little over the top at this point. So this is the boss that, like, made me put the game down for, like, two days. Mm-hmm. And then when I came back, I was just like, you know what I don't want to do is lose that fight at the end. (laughs) So this is where I finally gave in and put the game on normal. Fine. And I went, Mm. yeah. And like, even then, it got pretty hairy at the end there. It's like, (laughs) oh, this is is still a little scary. I might still lose this one. So beat that boss, beat the game. So killing that boss also respawns all the bosses in the overworld. Oh, good. So, the, and because this game has scaling, they're not like level ten right, anymore. They're right, like yeah, they're all like level hundred fifty. They're not that hard. They're still kind of pushovers because they don't scale like a hundred percent to whatever you're at. Yeah, like they're probably still running on the same patterns, which aren't really yeah. all that difficult. Yeah, so it's this. It is kind of nice just having like this refresh to the world. It's like, hey, things are a little more lively again because mm-hmm. that was my issue before. It's like once you've gotten a hundred percent of the items, like the world just kind of starts to feel dead. Mm. So it's a cool thing to happen when you've beat when you've truly one hundred percent beaten the game. Yeah, it's like hey, all the old bosses are back now. Yeah, that's really but cool. But then, so then you do that, but then also the DLCs activate. So the first one is just hey, here's chapter uh, nine now, <laughs> and then the other deal. Oh, and then as part of the original post game, there's also three super bosses. <laughs> And then, as part of the second DLC, there's an additional four super bosses. <laughs> so, like, you've so, quote. It, does beat it go them. in order? So there's no danger of there's no danger of doing things out of order of like going to the DLC when you shouldn't, or no? Because all like the DLC all activates after you've beaten the chapter eight, which is the end of the main game for reals. Okay. It's the end of the post game. Like, you really have to be invested. Okay. Like. The percentage for completions on these things starts to get real low, where it's like, like oh, yes, 2% of people have beaten this boss. <laughs> the only one you could really do out of order is the Halloween DLC, and it has, like, signposts that are like, hey, this is really difficult. Your turn back now. Because you can just... The, the Halloween DLC is yeah. free, and you can just turn it on whenever you want. Yeah. Um, So, like, you beat the game, and then all of a sudden a new chapter opens, and then, like, these seven super bosses open up. It's just like, okay, there's a lot more game here. Mm. Um, so the new chapter is really good and then a couple really crazy boss fights at the end and then there's one more final chapter you know (laughs) whole huge platforming challenge that I was like completely unprepared for how long and hard it was going to be (laughs) so I like and then they do the whole they don't put a save point in there so you can't save yourself in there oh no like so, like, I did, like, a quarter of it, and it was, like, once I realized how long this was going to be, I was just like, okay, reload old save and maybe go prepare a bit more. <laughs> Do some of those super bosses in the meantime. So then you, you get to the end of Chapter 10, and there's just there's one more, you know, story boss fight. And it's not quite the whole, like, traditional thing that the final boss was, where you, you know, fake out final, mm-hmm. final in space. 
This one's just this really long, intense slugfest, oh, basically. <laughs> no, I, I... And they do some... I don't want to spoil it, because it's like moment right. of the year for me so far. But they do some really cool stuff with music in this one. Oh. And it's just... That's just... That's how you hit me. Yeah, <laughs> like you, doing you, shit with music, especially in yeah. big climactic moments. That's how you're going to do it. Yeah, so like, there's a thing at the start where like, there's a drop in the music, timed to an attack. Oh, that's extremely. Yeah, oh, it's extremely oh. cool. That's dope. and then there's the, and then you think you've won, and then there's a thing called the final 100 seconds. <laughs> oh, oh. oh yes. and, and and then this is the moment to, that just ripped my soul out, and I was just like, oh my god, did this game just fucking make me cry? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah Rabby Rabby's really cool this I, game I, man I still have three more of those super bosses oh actually so actually I have two more super bosses one of them is like the harder version of the one that resets the whole game mm -hmm. oh good but apparently people like the second version of that fight more. Mm. So I'm going to do her last. And then there, there's an achievement for doing the Chapter 10 boss again on the same save file. Mm -hmm. Because because this game has like 250 like, achievements. Yeah, there's like, like a billion literally. achievements. So like, they even like work an achievement into just looping the final boss because of course they did. Right, why not? But like before, a lot of these bosses, they'll go, "Hey, do you do you want mild intensity or extreme intensity?" <laughs> and I do feel bad that I picked mild intensity for the final boss mm -hmm. after getting my ass beat on the other one. Right, right. So I'll probably try to do the harder one on. Put on your big boy pants. Cool on their replay. But then I just got completely sucked into ease. I haven't. Yeah, yet. yeah. So like I had this extremely powerful moment, like the final, final, final story beat thing. Mm -hmm kind of just broke me i was just like oh man this is like <laughs> game of the year so far i i can't believe it because this game sat on my wish list for like three years yeah this like i've had my eye on this game for so long and just like i like the way that looks i just don't know if i'll ever play it it was just like i like how it looks but can a game about rabbit girls you know don maku actually be as good and it's just like oh god it actually is what the hell <laughs> <laughs> and then as part of the fifth anniversary DLC, they you there's a whole new playable character and you can just go through the entire game as her. That's crazy. So it's just like, oh, I could just do all of this all over again. <laughs> People are saying like her movement is really fun. Mm -hmm. So it's just like a whole new layer of game on there. This Apparently they've been so working. Hmm? This is so good. It's so crazy. <laughs> so like again, that's part of this is that I'm I'm indulging in like multiple dlcs that they put over over the years mm -hmm. all at once which is what makes it a, a little overwhelming yeah yeah like all that stuff being condensed at once can probably feel yeah. a little yeah just a bit like just yeah. a little much some of the, some of the super bosses especially the ones in the second dlc that you have to pay for they are crazy fights and i still haven't seen the last two right right just like, hey, what if what if it also scrolls during the fight now? Oh no, yeah. Oh, that's scary. Yeah, 
Another thing that's really fun is there's I bought the digital art book just because I wanted to read like the developer notes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, so the, the developer's name is Gemma Yu. Mm-hmm. Uh, Polly, do you remember in Neptunia Rebirth One the character Broccoli? Yeah. Who is just the Puchiko? Yeah. From uh, the 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 yellow blob thing. Yeah, that I know she rides on about. that shoots lasers. Yeah. That's Gemma. So his his name is a reference to that. Whoa! And then, <laughs> well, I'm I'm sure of that because there is a character in uh, Digitrot. Yeah, Digitrot. Yeah, Robion Rose. Yeah, there's a, there's a bunny girl in that series. Oh, of course. Yeah, Robion Rose. Yeah. So it's like okay, I'm connecting the dots here. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's coming together now. Yeah. Then they're also like. This game started as fan art for a bunny girl from a Saturn game I played, and I'm like, oh, that's probably uh, KO Flying KO Squadron Flying 2. KO Squadron 2. And then they're like, oh, the uh, the fairy is named after a game character with another fairy with the same name. I'm like, I figured out it was Ribbon from Kirby 64. Oh, right, right, right. So it's just like all these references from the mid-late 90s <laughs> period. It's just like, you, you get a start to feel like what the developer is really passionate for, and that that's really fun. Yeah, because you know my games also the influences are real fucking obvious. Oh, in them as well. like on your so fucking cool sleeve. <laughs> yeah, so like this game doing that for, as well is really fun. Yeah, yeah. The, the funniest thing though is that when you Google Ribbon Kirby, mm-hmm. uh, apparently she came back in Star Allies. Yeah. Which came out after Rabby Ribby. Oh, oh, that's neat. So, she this game references character that then comes back, even though the uh, this version doesn't wear very many clothes. That's so. I good. wonder if Nintendo has any idea. <laughs> that's so good. I wonder if Nintendo has any idea that their little fairy character got <laughs> uh, Nintendo taken by this. Nintendo doesn't know or give a shit about Kirby. <laughs> They don't know anything about Kirby. Like, they know that it's an IP they own, and that is about all they know. There's like, hey, the How guys make those games. Fuck ever. Who cares? Yeah. Put them in Smash? Fine. Do it. Whatever. It's just, we already got the model, right? Okay, put it in. <laughs> no, that's Sakurai. Sakurai loves Kirby. Kirby's, like, the hero of those games. Oh, right, right. Anyways. Right. Apparently they've been working on, you know, Bunny Game 2 for like four years or something. Oh, wow. Like, there's 2017. Okay, we are roboting like of crazy. Like, and, I'm sorry. It's yeah. snowing here, so. Oh. Oh, I, I see red. Mm. Okay. 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 Uh, yeah. Snowstorm. Sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're good. That's about that's about it. I'll probably have a tiny little finisher next week. Nice, nice. Yeah, like the, the, the like I'm very excited to play this video game at some point. So, it's it's a strange beast. Yeah, like it like I, it sounds weird and crazy and intimidating and stuff. And I'm probably gonna like wait a bit to kind of divorce yeah. myself from those thoughts because it sounds so yeah. insane right now. But yeah, like yeah. A, a couple of months mm-hmm. removed from that, and I'll probably be ready to take the dive. Cool. Dope. 
So do you have anything else? I got one more thing, I guess, which we will close out the show. Um, one more. Just one more. One more. So Christmas was just a, a couple months ago. Um, and, oh, right. and I ended up uh, on the, the, the recipient of a video game that I have to assume that the thinking behind it was... <laughs> Polly likes anime stuff, and this looks like anime. Got it. We're in there. Fantastic. Got it in one. Got it in one. Just nailed it. Just boom. That definitely looks like an anime girl on the front cover who has boobs. We did it. We have achieved perfect gift-buying acumen. Mm-hmm. Somebody got me, uh, tell me... Tell me if this sounds like the most Polly game ever. I'm sure it does. Somebody got me Atelier Riza, Ever Darkness, and The Secret Hideout. So which was... Was it Red or John that played an Atelier game and talked about it on the podcast? I can't remember. It was John. It was Okay. Okay, which one did you play? And Red and Red was very interested because he wanted to he wanted to know if Atelier was worth jumping into. Right, right. Which... I've, so I've... I've been fascinated in those games for like a, literally a decade because... The three PS3 ones had the same artist as Sorono Woto. Yeah, yeah. Oh. But those games seem not quite what I'm looking for. Well, maybe we'll change your mind a little. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about... Journey, we're going to talk... But, like, yeah, so... This is like... This is a game that, like, you get that gift and you're like... Ooh... I don't know. Because, like, when we think of me, we think, boy, the last thing that I enjoy in video games is crafting systems. I hate them. Can't stand them. East 8 is the only game that ever... (laughs) East 8 is the only (laughs) game that ever did it right. Uh, So, in my lap lands an entire game about crafting. And I'm like, oh, boy. Uh, (laughs) Is this going to be that one of those games where we just kind of shove it under the rug and we never ever talk about it that way it's never awkward we never have the awkward moment um but no (laughs) no polly said uh i i am a good person um because my friend my good friend iffy god damn it (laughs) my good friend iffy who i love (laughs) treasure cherish and adore she 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 of all the people who mm-hmm. should be playing East Nine Monstrum Knox right now? Of anybody that I know, she's the most deserving. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. her copy arrived. And the least deserving person is <laughs> <laughs> <It>, John. <laughs> it's Rhett. It's Rhett. It's John. <laughs> but her copy arrived, busted, and. It's stupid, but I'm just like, nah, I'm not going to play it until she can. I just I just did not feel right. It's just, hey, I can't shake the feeling, and I'm not going to go against it. So, mm. sitting there, and I'm just like, well, I'm not going to play East 9. And the only game on my PS4 that I have not played through yet is Atelier Ryza. So, let's just throw that motherfucker in and see what happens. <laughs> um... So, um, this is a, a game. It's about a girl named Ryza. You with me so far? You with me so far? I, I don't want to get too complicated. <laughs> she's the one on the, with the. She's the one with the thighs fan art. Yeah, the, like man, ends. people really go crazy with that thigh fan art. But like, when I look at it on the box and when I see her model in game, 
It's just like, I don't know, they're thighs, dude. What? <laughs> Ain't that big. It's so weird how people, like, turned her into the sex aisle. My favorite part is how a bunch of, like, gamer gator dweebs and, 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 and anti-quote-unquote SJW people were like, this is the game we're gonna latch on to! This is our big fan service game. It's going to really piss off the SJWs if we buy this one en masse, right? Um, and then it's just like this really wholesome crafting game. <laughs> it's just like there's no fan just service. extremely gentle. It is. Extremely gentle, chill crafting game. It's a gentle, chill crafting game. There is like, there's ample opportunity for this game to take all of the fucking fan service shots that it wants and it doesn't do it at all. Like, that nobody's like making jokes about boobs. Nobody's talking about that. Like this, but it's just people talking. Like there's nothing like that in this game. And I love that people bought this game thinking that they were going to own the SJWs or something. <laughs> just because they saw fan art. But um, the um, the uh, the uh, the the IGN review has this awful review of Verona where it's just like this pervert game about anime girls for pervs. Oh, it's just, no! It's so over the top about how horny it is and then you actually play the game and it's just this completely chill, gentle crafting game where nothing happens. I love this and like, yeah, like those people may have actually helped save Gust, the people buying it to try and spite other people who really didn't give a shit at all. <laughs> Uh, but it's great, like, but, but yeah, like, Rise is, like, this game, the game took off really well for them, so that's, like, hey, I'm happy for them, they did good, uh, but it's about a game, like, this, this game's about a girl, she's, like, this kind of your typical directionless teenager, uh, she's got these, like, kind of vague dreams of adventure, but, like, this isn't Eastworld, and that, that that's, so uh, it's not quite working out, um, so, like, so her and her friends, they kind of just, they, they get up into mischief and stuff. They go into the fucking woods, they play around and shit, and then they get jumped in the forest one day by a big old mean monster, and out of nowhere, like, somebody throws a grenade that lands and boom, scares the monster off. And Ryza sees that and is like, holy shit, dude. I want to fucking do, I want to make things blow up. How do I fucking do that? I want to make explosions. She doesn't necessarily go about it the way that I described, but the the, the course of events really and implies... she learns Flash and starts making some games on Newgrounds. Oh, dare you! <laughs> ah! <laughs> How to channel a love of explosions. Yeah! In Kona Super World. Yep. Yep. So that's kind of basically how her story uh, gets started, is that, like, she doesn't have this direction, but, like, this dude takes him uh, her under his wing after a little persisting, and, and, and he's like, all right, I'll teach you how to do alchemy. And, like, she kind of, like, that, that becomes the thing that she throws herself into that starts giving her life direction, and it's a really, actually a really good, uh, like, you see her mature and better as a person over the course of the game, because she starts out kind of shitty through her parents. <laughs> like, 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 her parents are like, her parents have a farm, and she's like, no, fuck y'all, I'm gonna go play in the woods. <laughs> 
It's like, dude, we, we have to kind of do the farm thing to do the Livy thing, you know? And she's like, all right, later, I'm gone. <laughs> and, like, even when she's learning alchemy, she's still kind of like that, but now she's actually utilizing something that's actually helping people. Like, she's throwing herself into, like, she, she's... She's doing it, like, she's throwing herself into alchemy as a purely, like, selfless endeavor. Um, because, mm -hmm. like, she really, like, digs being able to have a direction in helping people and, and, and bettering the world around her. And it's like, um, the character writing and the story stuff is not super deep. Like, it's not gonna, you're not getting trails level like writing here like it's very it's almost anime tropey in a lot of ways but it doesn't go too far mm -hmm. down there um but um it's it, it like like it's really cool how that character like uh kind of evolves over the course of the game you see her become more determined and growing more into her own person uh through bettering herself in, in alchemy it's a really cool message to send people i think too it's like you know you have I think that's really nice yeah like it's it's nice. a real it's a real positive message to send I think uh, that, 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 that left a little smile on my face I liked it um, but it's a, it's, a, it's a crafting RPG where you run around maps you collect resources from nodes um, you spend a, like loads of time in menus crafting gear uh, for combat nice. oh yeah um, you got yeah oh yeah craft yourself some new gathering tools because they can always be better. Um, and, like, obviously you're gonna do, like, odd jobs for people in the city. Like, I did, like, 50 fucking side quests by the end of this game, and that Jeez. blew my mind, because I would sit down and just shoot through ten at a time, and it just was, like, fucking <laughs> eating a bag of Doritos. Your hand goes in, you get a chip, oh my. and then you go in, you grab another, and it's just, because they're so fast and brisk, and they introduce fast travel real early in the game. So you can just like go like go go find out where the quest is, go talk to the person like, yo, what do you want, dog? I got you. And then you go back to your atelier and then you make your shit. And then you go back. It's great. Um so um uh blah, blah, blah. so so, yeah, so. The, um Rorona had a Rorona had a lot of like weird, annoying interface issues, and it sounds like over time they've hammered out a lot of that. Oh god, this game's interface! This game's interface is so well put together for what you had to do because you are juggling okay. hundreds, okay. hundreds, and hundreds of 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 material types that all have different element types, that all have different classes and subclasses, and you can Jesus. just you can easily filter your way through this like you can easily filter your way through this list with just like a touch of the pad. You go like what category you want? You want to order them by the date you found them? Do you want to order them by their quality? Do you want to order them by their element rank? Uh They've made that stuff so easy to keep track of that it's like I was worried going in that that would be a problem for me because like I like if you're gonna have a game like this it is imperative that the UI actually be able to maintain the fucking part of the game that you're gonna be interacting with the most which is the fucking menus. Mm -hmm. So um, so the alchemy system um, I know this probably won't really mean much to you, Rhett. Uh, but it's it's pretty much like a, it's a combination of Final Fantasy X's Sphere Grid and uh, uh, Persona Fusion and a Shin Megami Tensei Demon Fusion, where like you interesting. Know. The Sphere Grid sounds new. The 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 
Persona Fusion sounds familiar, but the yeah sounds like a so new like thing. the 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 Persona the, the the Final Fantasy grid thingy is sort of like it's a visual representation of the item and like all of the nodes, uh like and there are slots that you move across on it like the sphere grid, um, and um. And each node uh, is an effect or an added ability or a quality improvement, something like that. And you advance along it by, like, you just stuff materials into the nodes. Um, And unless a node needs a specific material, material type, or a specific element, you can just put anything in there and continue along the path. So it's very simple and very forgiving. Like, it's a very... It's very fast to it's very fast paced for when you start kind of like knowing what you're doing and knowing the materials you're working with. You actually kind of feel like you're learning along with Ryza. It feels good. Um, cool. And with abilities, like uh, the way you inherit abilities is like um, your components will all have just randomly generated uh, abilities on them. Like let's say I got three pieces of cloth that have attack plus five on them. So if I use all three of those in the same item, the end result is attack plus 15. And you can then, <laughs> and so you can then use, like, so if you're, say, just and not, you're not crafting a piece of equipment, you're crafting another material, you can take that attack plus 15 make more of that and then continue stacking that so you get like attack 15 and then stack it to attack plus 30. Mm. so that's where gaming the system comes into play that's where you're gonna get hung up in the menus and doing a lot of like doing your skill transfers making sure you're you're transferring over the right skills that's the real big satisfying part um i guess the kind of like the, the the only bummer is a lot of that stuff is c- kind of just there to facilitate the battle system which like i don't think the battle system's terrible i think the battle system is actually really smart and good it's just like the enemy variety is really really fucking low or i think this game has fewer enemy gotcha. types than any neptunia game that's staggering to me. <laughs> oh, it, it, like you, you will run into recolors of the same enemy type on the same map. Like I just saw a red wolf and a blue wolf on the same map. <laughs> oh no! And that's in the first map. Um, but the combat is like it's real time instead of turn based, and you control one huh. character. Um, and basically you do normal attack, and you that's do. New. You do normal attacks to build up AP, which you then use to use abilities, or you can trade them in for a tactics level. And when you up your tactics level, that can further augment how your abilities and items work in battle. So there's kind of like this push and pull of building up AP, and then like, okay, I'm going to go to level two where we get more auto attacks, but like my skills do something different at tactics level two. So it's kind of like you start like... Unless you start the battle with an advantage by hitting the enemy in the field, you have to build up from uh, fr- from tactics level one to two, which is a slog because you've got to land. You and your party have to land ten hits, uh, and that can take like 30, 45 seconds to happen depending on the animation. Mm. So it's a little slow starting out, but if you're able to like hit every enemy and like even um, a lot of the wandering boss enemies that you can find um, for, to fight for rare materials, like you can even just hit them and start every fight at tactics level two if you want. So it's, it's forgiving Mm -hmm. uh, in a lot of those ways too. Um, But like, I, I think it's a pretty smart 
system. It maybe felt, it, it, it maybe would have felt cooler, obviously, if there were more bosses and more than three bosses. Because there's like three bosses in the whole game. But I get that that's kind of like not what this series is about. Despite the fact that, like, all of this alchemy yeah. is used to, like, make these overpowered weapons and shit, it feels weird to me, I guess, that, like, I, I, I have this capacity to make these ridiculous items, but, like, nothing to really use them on, except, like, like I, I only had to prepare for three major boss fights. It was weird. I'm not holding that against it. To me, I, it seems like the crafting just kind of... It seems like the crafting almost just exists to feed into more crafting. Yeah, the crafting exists <laughs> to feed into it. more crafting, and you're playing this because that crafting feels good, I think. Like, I, I had a lot of fun with the crafting. Mm -hmm. Like, I literally spent two hours this morning doing nothing but crafting materials to suit up for, like, all of my shit for the final uh, area. <laughs> so, and I had a good time doing it. Like, I wasn't frustrated doing it. I was, I was surprised at how here for it I was. Like, I think that, like, when I looked at the... It's good brain candy. Feels good. Yeah, like, watching those numbers go up and seeing that, like... <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> mm -hmm. And, like, seeing, oh, I, like, if I add this quality, this is going to turn into an S-rank item. The S-rank doesn't mean shit, but it makes me feel good. <laughs> the number got bigger. <laughs> the number got bigger. That that fancy S by that, by that item name looked real good. Um... <laughs> but I can't believe, like, just, just like I think that, like, if you, it, 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 if you would have asked a year ago, like, how long will Polly play an Atelier game? <laughs> it wouldn't be like the thirty plus hours I ended up putting into this game. <laughs> to completion. To completion. I actually finished it uh, a few hours ago, about an hour yep. before, about an hour before we uh, finished stream, and. I think that this is a pretty good coming of age story. I think that that like I took that away from it. Um, and about yeah. ha and about halfway mm -hmm. through, they introduced some real stakes, but they're not like world shattering. It's like it's very localized and centralized to the things that are going on in this on this specific island, uh, and, and how it affects the people mm -hmm. that live here and their history. And they go real deep into. Like the history of the world of of this island in a way that I wasn't expecting them to, uh, and they managed to pull out uh, a pretty good uh, plot uh, at the end, which I guess is something you don't really get a lot of in Atelier games. Is that apparently I have no context for it. I only I only have the one mm -hmm. game experience where, which is apparently, and and Ramona is apparently specifically known for being particularly slice of lifey. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like this ended so I think up. The others, I think there are probably more of a thread in a lot of these games, right? Than right. I got in Rorona. I think I probably picked wrong because <laughs> I did just play Rorona. I played, I played the original jank version of it, oh, not the remake. Not the remake. Um, so I got the version that had all the old interface issues. It was like a new engine, um, had a weird combat system where, in order to use any of your skills, you just spend MP, uh, HP, because there was no MP. Oh. And it was just fucking weird. Not in, like, a clever way. It just felt weird. No, yeah, it's just like, oh, like, that That's uh, that was our system. That's all we thought it... That's all we thought it needed to be. Yeah, it felt Idea Factory-y. And I didn't... I, it, this sounds a lot more um, together. I, and it's kind of lighting up some little pleasure centers in my brain that had gone dormant for a while. I thought... Like, I went in... Oh. I went into this expecting a lot of Idea Factory energy, but it feels more put together than that. It feels way more considered than that. Mm -hmm. And other than, like, 
two points where like I feel like the balance was completely fucked. Um, you definitely post about those on Twitter. Yeah, I did. I get mad at video games on Twitter. It happens. I, I, can I be honest? Sure. You said you were quitting. You were like, oh, I hit the point. I hit the point where I'm quitting. I DM'd John and I said, I'm not falling for it this time. You probably and logged said, of and, and at some point. At some point, I saw you log on. Uh, I saw you log on to PSN while while I was playing. I was like, oh, and this was after I had said I was done. I was like, well, shit, he's gonna see me on <laughs> my game is right there. I, I, this is the first time I was ever like, Polly. I DM John. She'll be back in an hour. I was. It was an hour. I am not <laughs> And she was. You are not dropping this game this time. <laughs> It was an hour. It was an hour. I was, and I was, I didn't realize I was also like literally like an hour away from Endgame too. Because like when I got up this morning to like you know do yep. a couple of other things, it was like oh, like we're at the end. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, so, so what happened to Final Boss? Killed me in two hits. I quit. He just didn't use the attack. Oh, that's bad. That's <laughs> I thought you overcome something. No, like, it wasn't like I went back and just resynthed my gear because I literally had no idea what I could do. Like, I synthed the best shit I possibly could. Like, I put two just, hours into oh, this no. project this morning, so I get to the final boss and it wipes me in two turns. Oh, no. I don't, I'm scared that the answer was pray to RNG. That's why it was. That's what it seemed like to me, because when I went back to do the fight again, I just said, fuck it. I, that can't, like, I cannot, like, the boss did an do attack that somehow did over 400 damage. My highest character, my highest HP level on any character was 227. What the fuck? I That's... love the small numbers, by the way. Yeah, like, these, this game operates... for an RPG, and I love that. This game operates on super small numbers. Like, it, like anytime I upgraded my shit, mm. and I got an extra 10 to 12 damage out of it, I felt like a champ. Um, that is nice, because then oh, small numbers good. make it more yeah, valuable to it, crafting. Like, hey, plus five actually means something. It really does. Like, in yeah. stacking those abilities, I can't emphasize that enough. Transfer your abilities, do everything you can. And the game makes it super easy to do all this shit by the end, because they just straight up give you an item duplicator. <laughs> it's like, here's an item <laughs> where you put a thing in, and you can make nine of it. So I just, like... I sent a bunch of ingots and cloth with, like, the best skills I could possibly stack onto any weapon and just, uh, I found a way, I, uh, I went to, I went around all the areas looking for, like, gather points. I was like, okay, what can I do? What's the fastest way that I can check out and get a bunch of fucking money real fast? Because uh, it's, it's another uh, currency in the game called gems, and that's how you use your duplicator. Um, that's an entirely different um, system in the game. So I was just like, okay, I found this one tree that I could run to and hit it six times, leave the map and come back in immediately, do that until I'm full, go back, sell my shit, and then use the duplicator to duplicate all my good shit. Oh my god. And you can duplicate full pieces of equipment too. So like when I made my best armor, I just made three of them. So it was great. Like this game feels real gentle by the end. Uh, when it's just like, here's all this shit. Uh, and it felt real good uh, to be to, 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 to be doing that by the end. But yeah, with the final boss, it was just like, I guess he just didn't do that attack the second time? 
Mm. Question mark? Because the second time... I, on my final... <laughs> the second time, I literally had Fantasy no issues. On my Final Fantasy VII revisit... Uh-huh. Um, on my Final Fantasy VII revisit... Um, when Sefi used um, Supernova, what was it? Supernova. I think it's Supernova. 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 Um, the first time it hit, that move has a chance of deliver making characters confused. Yep. And it just confused all three of my characters, oh. and I basic game over it almost instantly. Fantastic. He has another like, awful oh, attack. He has another severely under leveled, <laughs> and then I just play it, fight it again, and then I and won because he... didn't. That didn't happen. He has another <laughs> attack called Pale Horse. Uh, which does the same thing. It tries to inflict every status effect in the game on your characters, and you can get fucked there too. <laughs> good, so good. good. But um, but uh, yeah. Like uh, I went back to that boss, and he, he like it just was. A, I guess it was a freak accident because he just didn't do it the last time. Okay, Ooh. whatever. Um, but um, uh, but, but but other than that, like. I think the game's got a very, very satisfying conclusion. Like, I came away from the end of this game, like, feeling like all of these characters, like, their storylines may not be deep and, and, and as uh, extravagant and as uh, brilliantly told as uh, a Trails game or anything. And I, I'm... I feel like I'm like opening mandatory, my it's no trails disclaimer. Yeah. <laughs> I feel <laughs> like I'm standard. every video game. Like, I feel like I'm kind of starting to get over that at this point like because because i feel like that, that like i would have looked at this game probably a couple of years ago and just like scoffed at the writing because it you know it wasn't strong off the bat it took a while to get where it was going it took a while for me to kind of start feeling these characters but by the end like when you're all kind of having your moment to say goodbye because everybody's got you know everybody's got to move on we're out we all gotta go do our own things because we're growing up like we're we're becoming adults, you know. Like this this is ultimately a coming of age story for everybody. Um, you know, I got a little misty when we were saying our goodbyes and like when when, when Riza's left and when Riza's left in the village alone because she's gonna stay behind and like make sure that whatever happened here doesn't happen in the future before she goes off to start her own journey. Um, and and like you know like her having that moment of kind of being there by herself in her uh, atelier is just like. Oh man, that okay. You 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 fucking got me. God damn it. <laughs> I was like, I feel like a part of me was trying to resist at at some oh. point. I'm just like, no, no. God damn it. You win. You are you. The numbers bigger game. Gotcha. <laughs> the numbers gotcha. got the numbers uh, bigger game. Actually got me. I will. Okay. I will probably play two at some point. Not immediately. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. How did they get you to play two? Yes, I'm. I'm going to probably get a Telluriza two at some point. Like, the, the, like despite Excellent. the one or two snags I had with balance, like I, I can't. I there's no way I can say that I disliked the game where I sat down both Friday and Saturday, and I know I probably <laughs> put eight hours. Both days, <laughs> I probably put sixteen hours I, into those into this game over you those two days. Through to this game, you I, started it on Tuesday. I started this game on like, was it Wednesday or Thursday? I beat this game I in mean, like three or four days. Like I started on Tuesday. I cannot believe you're. I cannot believe you have to find another substitute game to play while you wait for your piece. <laughs> I thought <laughs> that this would. You played a whole RPG while waiting. For I it to literally get thought. 
I thought, uh, surely, like, Nisa will have gotten back to her by this point. I'll be wrapping this up by the time she gets hers and we can get, like, what the oh. fuck? How did it? And I can only explain it to the fact that, like, the game actually fucking sucked me in in a way that I was not expecting. Um, this, Beautiful. it just caught me off guard. It's not, like, this game is not world shattering. It's not, like, it didn't blow, it didn't blow my fucking wig. It didn't blow me away or anything. But it was, like, this felt really good for right now. I had a really good time with it. It's not something that I know I would want to revisit because I, I, I know that most of it is kind of just like, I, I don't want to do all the crafting again. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I don't want to do all that again. Mm-hmm. I might check well, out good some. News, Polly. Good news, Polly. There are 10 million other I know. games you can play. Instead of Three more games. have come out since we started this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. That's what really has held me back from the series is that they never really go on sale and there's always a new one. Yeah, like this series kind of maintains its value. Uh, and, and I respect it's that great. in a way. I respect that because, hey, like you value you value your license. I appreciate that. Um, I definitely respect that in a way. I think it was a bit wild when Rise of 2 was cheaper than the first one on Steam. Yeah, because, that's silly. Like, two had two had the the like 10 percent just came out discount yeah and then on the christmas sale riser one had no discount that was wild that was a bit much yeah yeah um but yeah like i i man like it shocks the hell out of me to sit here and be like yeah i liked the crafting game um i didn't expect that i'm glad i took the journey um cool and I will definitely be checking out Rise of Two at some point. Not in any hurry to do so because, like, I'm probably gonna do maybe a, a little bit of the post game because uh, I want to see what some of that stuff is. Maybe engage with the combat system a little more, uh, like on those like make harder boss fights to see like like is is it numbers or is it strategy? Like that's basically all I want to know. I have a feeling I already know. Um, yeah. I mean, in a game where crafting is the whole thing, making your numbers bigger, yeah, kind of is the you kind of you have like to play to that. I think I think you've got to play to the people that want to sit there and grind out every, like nine 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 quality on everything. When I'm just like, <laughs> like my highest quality item yeah. at the end of the game was like three hundred and twenty. So <laughs> I did see that there are like, um, there have been seven. There have been sell it seven Atelier games that came out in the U.S. since we started the Sox cast in 2014. Gee, that's a lot. God, that's literally one every year. It's one a year. I it's think one every it's, year. It's one every year, but I think either 2018 or 2019, like multiple got localized at the same yeah, time. Yeah. So there was like a string of like three in one year, which really was there a was little no rough in, on people. In, there were none in 2018, um, and then two in 2019, and then one in 2020. Uh, yeah. And then one a year outside of that since one a year outside of that like... since two thousand four. <laughs> no, since two thousand one. Yeah, ever Maybe since like Japanese release dates. Yeah, the Japanese release dates are remarkably consistent. Yeah, yeah. Like they yeah. turned around Rise of Two in a year, and it sounds like that game. Like, like I, I've seen After Five stream a bit of it. It's just like. This game kind of looks way better. What the hell did they do in a year? How did they? How did they just? Turn oh, interesting. Out? Like in like the alchemy system looks real different, and like character progression looks weird. Like they just turned that out in a year too. Like that, and like I read a review for it, and that was something that they came like they consistently had to come back to. It was like I don't know how they turned this out in a year. <laughs> it, 
the Majora's <sighs> Mask of Taylor games. Yeah, it has to be. Well, that's all of them, though. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, they're literally. used to making all of these games in a year, but like, I definitely did not expect but you I think to say. Like, and, I, and it looks totally different. Yeah, like, the obvious thing would be. Yeah, and they yeah, copy ninety five percent of it. Yeah, like, and Ryza is like specifically like that. Like, it, it's on a different level production wise. Like, it looks way better. Like, it's something they very clearly mm -hmm. like. It's very way more expensive than the other games. Like there, there are there are areas in this game that are very very gorgeous. Uh, there's a lot of really good model work. Interesting. Like, so yeah, like it's good. Like I enjoyed this. Um, yeah, it <laughs> color me fucking shocked. Who thought that I was gonna drop this? Like, I'm surprised. Yeah, I, like I, I will. Like, what's I'm, the consensus I'm here? Surprised. How far did anybody? Like, what is the number of hours either of you thought that I was gonna put into this game if I played it? Yeah, <laughs> I think that with I think that with a series this long that has this many fans, it's probably a safe bet that especially when it's a niche thing like this, mm -hmm. it's probably a safe bet that there's something special. Yeah, I think that that's what I came away from. And it sounds I, like you managed to connect with that. Yeah, yeah, like, and I'm glad that I did because, like, I I like going into things and coming away from them and saying I like even if it's something that doesn't 100% click with me. Like, uh, like I'm not gonna be the one going out and hunting down other Atelier games now. Like, I don't care. Like, I'll probably just play the Ryza games and be happy. But yeah. like, I, I like mm. coming away from this experience saying, like, I get, I think I get why people dig this now. Like, I think I, I tuned into yeah. that. I didn't 100% connect with it, but I tune into that wavelength and I dig you. And you, y'all are cool. Good on you. That's a good feeling. Yeah, it is. It is. Like, it felt good to kind of go out of my wheelhouse. Despite the fact that I do like JRPGs, the fact that this is such a different kind of beast and, and dabbles in things that I typically have zero patience for, I kind of feel good about being able to connect with that. And, and also kind of, like, feeling like I'm getting over what I feel is, like, some of, like, inner, like, outer elitism with regards to writing in games like this where I feel like I've been spoiled by Falcom and Trails games for a while where I was, like, I actually legitimately enjoyed this game despite the fact that its writing may not be the best. Like, I feel like I'm starting to kind of, like, much like the Hollow Knight experiment and, like, going into games like Blaster Master Zero and, um shit like that like kind of being able to be like okay you know i can still enjoy these kinds of games now like i don't have to hold everything up to the like yeah. the, the highest of quality standards that i have played because if i do that <laughs> i'm not gonna have a lot to enjoy in life mm -hmm. so it's felt good to be able to kind of like cool like in two in two podcasts i've been able to kind of pull away from some of that elitism a bit and just kind of like enjoy things for what they are and see what other mm -hmm. people see uh in those things and get what they get out of it if all of that makes sense, it's a good feeling. Yeah, it is. It is. I, it's a good feeling. I think when I was, um, I think when I was a kid, I remember or like a teenager or whatnot. I was very concerned with like curating, mm. like, oh, here's the best games of all time, and here are my favorite games of all time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then now I'm just a lot more like, here are here is the the pit I'm in right now, and I'm I'm loving it. Yeah, <laughs> and like, I think that's. I think that's a maybe a nicer way to live moment to moment. I like... yeah, I think I'm starting to kind of feel that way now that I feel kind of like the some of the shackles of 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 those bigger experiences that left a much bigger mark on me. Like they're still obviously very important, but mm -hmm. I don't have to hold everything to that standard and kind of feeling myself be able mm -hmm. to let that go. 
and be able to just enjoy things a lot yeah. more and just be more positive in general. Feels nice. Welcome to the Feels Hour oh. of the podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the Feels Nice podcast. All right, I, I, I have a – there's a thought in my head for mm-hmm. how I feel uh-huh. about Atelier uh-huh. um, for how it is so, like, focused on that crafting stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's just one image that keeps coming to my brain Uh-oh. when I share that. It's going to play real well on a chat. podcast. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? And my thought my thought with Atelier is that I admire its purity. <laughs> how it's focused on that, how it distills that crafting stuff to the whole engine of the game. Man, I'm trying to, like, wrap my head around how you program something that complex and weird and just, like, oh, my God. Hurts my brain. Those people are yeah, geniuses. so many variables. Those people are fucking geniuses. You can't, like, you can't, like, shit something like that out. You gotta put effort into that. You gotta make one of those every year for 25, for 23 years. And have the first one John <laughs> play be kind of crappy. And oh, from no. John, I think Ryza might click for you. I think that it's got that... I, I think, think Ryza sounds better. I think it's got a tone that you would like. I think that the crafting is very smart. Uh, having the visual representation mm. of the items, inner workings, and how you play with the nodes and stuff, mm. and how that's just kind of like, oh, you know yeah. Final Fantasy X Sphere Grid, you know how this works. Yeah, and I it think... just sounds like it has the the fact that they moved away from the timer system means that they can just have the story end where it ends. Yeah, well, like, and I think that's I think, probably yeah. would resonate with me. I think me and John were always more attracted to the whole timing thing, like making it like this difficult hardcore yeah. thing, like, oh, you'll run out of time. But like that seems so incredibly to like these kind of chill stories that they're telling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well the the deal is that the timer was just extremely lax in the old games. Like there was just it, you had you had plenty of time to mm-hmm. get all the true end yeah, requirements. So, but they did it for like and... ten games or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like the the time yeah. limits never felt like they were too strict and that you still couldn't do like like mm-hmm. it still felt reasonable i guess is that that's the impression that i've gotten from talking to people that play these games it's like yeah the time limit's there and it does make you nervous but all in all like it's kind of just there to kind of be like like it's it's basically like a uh, racketeer where i failed in that one though makes you just it's just we all failed at least one of them we all failed at least one payment in that game <laughs> That's the thing is that Racketeer just resets the entire game when you fail and it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, go play Atelier Ryza. I think yeah, I think uh, you'll enjoy it if you want something really comfy and you kind of like. I hope. Um, mm-hmm. I hope Witch Spring. I hope Witch Spring Three gets localized here. The 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 Switch remake. Oh yeah. So you can play it. There you go. I'll get right on that. Perfect. <laughs> All right. I mean, it's this. It's this. I think I think we got ourselves a podcast, friends. I think we did it. We we survived another one, despite the fact that Rhett started this one out just on a murder spree. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all made it through just fine. Um, uh, Moogie is in the hospital. I'll be going to check on her later. Uh, I'll, I'll be, <laughs> she doing? Ify, I will be visiting her graveside later. Um, it's undetermined whether Moogie's going to survive the gunshot blast you put right into her face, but we'll find out. You just go to Ify's grave with a flower and a copy of V's 9. <laughs> That's exactly where my brain went. <laughs> not, one, 
no, Polly goes with the flower, and then she sees Rhett behind, walks up behind her. So, you leave a copy of East Nine here every year? <laughs> <laughs> that was you this whole time? <laughs> oh, God, the lore. Oh, my God. Stupid. You're stupid so... We are stupid <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> There should be crime. There, there should be laws against us being this fucking stupid. <laughs> All right, uh, I want to thank everybody for giving us a listen. Everybody for coming out to the stream. It has been an absolute blast. We hope you had a good time as well. An absolute shotgun blast. An absolute shotgun blast. And remember, fine folks at home, we are the podcast that loves you. We are the only ones that love you.